Tonight, Kim Jong-un could be one step closer to threatening America with a nuclear-tipped missile. The ballistic missiles his regime just test-fired landed within 200 miles of the coast of Japan. These were not Kim's most advanced missiles. But by launching at least four of them at once, experts say he's working toward a specific kind of threat. They're putting together salvos of missiles that may be harder to uh, defeat. And so three, four missiles going to the same place, maybe from different places, that's the kind of thing that's going to be a little bit harder, uh, not impossible, but a little bit harder to defeat. talk about news and current events. I'm your host, Brandon Condit. And I'm also your host, Mitchell Hernandez. Our goal at The Devil's Advocate is to provoke thought by introducing viewpoints and information that isn't readily available in the mainstream media. It's in truth a conversation where an independent liberal, like myself, and an independent conservative, like myself, can share different viewpoints without the typical disdain for one another we see all too often in politics. So with that, let's get started. They have cast a dark shadow of conflict on all nations that strive for peace. Their actions are quickly closing off the possibility of a diplomatic solution. The United States is prepared to use the full range of our capabilities to defend ourselves and our allies. We will not look exclusively at North Korea. We will look at any country that chooses to do business with this outlaw regime. We will not have patience for stalling or talking our way down to a watered down resolution. Yesterday's ICBM escalation requires an escalated diplomatic and economic response. Time is short. Action is required. The world is on notice. And we're back for episode 19. Woo! TDAP. That's Go, right. Gone, gone for three weeks. And uh, what happened? Oh, CNN went under. That's right. Um, <laughs> no, no connection. So, right. anyway, uh, we'll catch you, catch everybody up to up to speed on what we've been doing for the for the break. Um, first of all, we've been lying on Facebook. We like to do that. We like to say, <laughs> um, join us Sunday morning and then wait until noon when we start shooting it live Typically. on Facebook. Yeah, so about noon. Let's just say from now on, it'll probably be around noon on Sunday when it'll be live Seems on Facebook. Seems to be the way it goes anyway. So Right. Nothing so, changing there. No. Um, some changes that have happened. Um, well, I guess we'll get into the other stuff first. Like, mm-hmm. So for, for the duration of the three weeks that we took off, um, we have a musical project that we've been doing for six or seven years now. Some people might know it. Good morning, good morning. Good morning, good morning. You can check that out on uh, Facebook and Tuesday, when this is releasing on iTunes, um, Good Morning, Good Morning track should be ready to go. It, it's yep. finally in the last stage of editing. That's one of the three that we've recorded. We've got a long, a long editing process ahead for the other two. Yeah. Um, but we will be releasing Into the Ground. Um, new and improved. New and improved. We're really excited about it, too. Six uh, yeah, years ago when we, excited that- when we wrote that song, I don't know that I, anyway, ever thought that it would sound... As, as full and it's, 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 I'm really happy right. with, with the song. So I want to toot my own horn, but it 
ed- the editing process went pretty well. I think it sounds pretty good, pretty I'm, professional. I'm, I'm pleased with it. You might get a little sneak peek um, on the end. You will. Towards the end of this episode, <laughs> if you're lucky, yeah. if you keep listening. So so we did that um, on, on Tuesday, around the time that you're listening to this. Uh, the Good Morning, Good Morning track should be available on SoundCloud as well as on Facebook. Yeah. You can also check what we did over the break. Um because we have a bunch of live videos up on the Good Morning, right, Good Morning page. Doing. so Like the Good Morning, Good Morning page, we'll be advertising here on the Devil's Advocate. Um, mm. And, yeah, tomorrow I'm planning on doing a little bit of a sneak peek to it and then releasing the full episode – or, I'm sorry, the full track, track. <laughs> on right. Tuesday. So so that's what we did while, while we were away. A um, couple of changes to – TDAP um, is obviously, hopefully, you've noticed the the um, uptick in activity on mm-hmm. the social media sites. Um, Always good. Twitter is still a work in progress. Now, if you're searching for us, if you want to um, to comment to us or whatever, you can search find us on both Twitter and Facebook at TDAP2017. Yep. Um, for the time being, we're not doing the YouTube thing anymore. No, um, anyone who knows that what's been going on with YouTube is there's been sort of a weird thing going on with the advertisers. They kind of revolted. They pulled a bunch of advertising and it makes it very hard to report the news and actually be able to monetize your videos. Mm. So we're not seeing any monetary return on the videos that we've been posting and Honestly, we've only got about 16, 17 subscribers. So we're going to try to figure that part out Mm. kind of in the bigger scheme of what we want to do at a later date. Right Right. now, we're basically focusing on Facebook since that seems to be where most of our activity and fan base seems to be growing from. Right. So So, um, hopefully you've noticed the uptick in activity there. We have a bunch of articles. Um, We always source the episodes. So if you're looking in the comments on any 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 platform, whether it's Google or whether it's Apple, um, you're always going to find the sources to the information that we've talked about. Um, now, throughout the week, as we're as we're kind of going over topics in our in our own head as to what we really want to touch on um, for the next episode, we'll be putting those sources up and some articles along the way. Um, any comments? On those are more than welcome. Uh, right. Obviously, your thoughts and opinions are appreciated. We like to talk about things that the listener is thinking. So right, feel absolutely. free to interact um, in, in that way and let us know what you think about those those specific articles. So, um, yeah, I think that pretty much sums up the break. Yeah. The, the, the best part of the break other than the well the even better than the music <laughs> is is that for me personally which i haven't actually even we haven't talked about it yet but my sister found out um my sister had a baby um in june congratulations Thank on that you baby very much um and she uh she has some complications with the pregnancy, and he was a little bit premature. So they've been preemie right here. They've actually Sporting. been in the hospital since April thirtieth, and they are coming home today on on Sunday the ninth. So that is pretty pretty awesome. I'm pretty happy for it. That's that's mm-hmm. some really awesome news to to start 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 off my week. So <laughs> I'm really happy about that. So congratulations, Ashley. I'm I'm really happy for the new addition to your family and all Ashley that good and Chuck, stuff. Congratulations. Yes from this guy yeah i i don't i don't care about chuck i'm just teasing <laughs> chuck don't put negative Spite comments words. on my shit um so <coughs> so we cough right i know right into <laughs> it right into it so anyway without further ado we'll go ahead and jump into 
Episode 19 now. Um, yep. We'll go ahead and start off this episode. Uh, and that crazy guy from that one crazy place? From that hermit kingdom. <laughs> um, yeah, obviously you heard the bite coming into the episode if you're listening on iTunes. Um, North Korea is, is making a mess of things again. Yep, doing what they do best. Talk, talking smack. Um, so I guess that's all. They've been doing this for a while. So anytime you've been dealing with North Korea, this isn't new. I mean, right. for the past, even going just decades back they've always been kind of the aggressor and, and things like that well but yeah i mean the country what the country's existed for 60 70 years yeah it used um, to be uh it was ran by uh japan mm-hmm. and then after world war ii they got their independence because japan lost right so that happens mm-hmm. uh and it kind of split up into two different sections right so you had the north that basically had the more communist um influence and you had the south which we were bolstering up in the more capitalistic terms. Right. Uh, and well, two years it took, and then all of a sudden they I don't know. I attacked. know Joseph Stalin was the one who put the, was it Kim Jong-sung? Sung? Mm-hmm. Um, well, he was originally just a general in the army, I thought. Right. And so, but they were kind of in power. It was more like a militaristic state. And then they attacked South Korea. Right. And then you, you have America coming into our allies because obviously and that was... Article 5 of, uh, I believe it's Article 5, where they say if you attack one, you attack right, all. Of NATO. That's going to go into our G20 summit uh, coverage as well, because there's a few things that happen with that. But with that attack on one is attack on all. We were supporting South Korea, so right. boom, we're in the, the Korean War. Right, um, which caused cost 2.5 million lives. Um, yeah. It was, it was a pretty, pretty, a pretty big ruthless deal. ruthless war, uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, Vietnam gets a lot of play and movies and things like that but mm-hmm. the korean war was just as much of a quagmire and just as much right just a shitty situation uh i can't remember how long it lasted a couple of years six years something like that yeah i can't remember either but um, it ended in a stalemate yes there was there was nothing and it basically it was the and so uh, they basically what they drew the parallel up, line was right they drew up an agreement to where mm-hmm. two two and a half miles of land separates yeah. North Korea from South Korea it's just for a no man's land for a hundred and fifty mile stretch of the peninsula. Mm-hmm. Um, it's either along the thirty eighth or thirty ninth parallel. I think I it's the thirty eighth. Yeah, I think yeah, it's the thirty eighth so. parallel, which basically just separates the two countries. Yeah, but that that blew my mind that it's just two miles of no man's land yeah the animals <laughs> like, there are, ki- are kicking it yeah like, they're just chilling. i mean there is literally nobody that's walking <laughs> through that that land um right. so you know so and that's and so that basically the as a result kim un family or whatever they were they he was a general and he kind of made a name for his family there that's mm-hmm. how he that's how that whole family came to power right is during the korean wars so or the korean war rather Right, and and because they were communistic, and especially at the time um, when communism was very, very much more frowned upon now, because it was very much bigger than it is yeah. now in the West. Well, in that, that same regard, though, being set up by Stalin is kind of a big deal because Stalin in Russia was a huge ally of ours during the war, mm-hmm. um, and overnight, during, at least during World War II, communism almost became accepted. Right, it was fine. They did call him Uncle Joe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. So it was, it was. It immediately became more frowned upon after. Right. After the, but during the war, during that whole time, well, it was just... And because it was frowned upon, there here come the sanctions. And, yeah, and exactly. That's, and that's kind of what started this trend of the government, the, the Un family, um, basically making outrageous demands over the last, since they've existed, seven yeah. decades or whatever, um, 
and and what they do is they'll like they basically whenever world leaders or anything is being talked like the uns will come to the table make outrageous demands that they know that no one will will go along with and then they and then when they don't get it they storm out of the room and they start talking about bombing places right that has been the trend and as a result the west in a lot of cases has been like well let's ease up the sanctions <laughs> which is which you has it happened we've been doing more and more sanctions as they've gave they've proliferated their bomb usage and is current in present yeah. time but in the past like in the you know yeah, there was a time where they might have been able to come to right the table with the rest of of you but know now, it could have been the g21 summits and included <laughs> right. north korea but now, not so much now anymore. it's not happening um and the fact of the matter is and i think what makes the the most recent missile test the most Concerning a is the type of missile that was launched off. It was they called ICBMs, IBCM? Yeah, I can't remember the, the um, term they used for it, but basically it's a it, it's a long range missile. Ballistic. Yeah, I mean it can um, reach currently, and again ICBM, intercontinental ballistic. Yeah, right. And basically, for the past six years, they've been talking about nuking America. Mm-hmm. So that's nothing new. No, they, they never since, had the ability to. And since the in in that the five and a half years that he's been that Kim Jong-un has been in power. They have tested Mm -hmm. more missiles than his father did in 17 years. Already was just super militaristic and, and right. Oh, Kim Jong-il was seen as a bad guy. I mean, everyone knew that now the Obama administration took with the UN and everyone else. They took the, the, idea that we can just isolate them right well the problem with that is they're not actually isolated no because they have friends in they They even work with south korea they used to have friends in china and russia Mm -hmm. more recently their relationship with china is strained because of china's relationship with everybody else is it though i mean if you look at like donald trump and uh, to be fair i didn't look into this i'm assuming he's he's accurate in this but that's not necessarily the case but he claimed that in this last quarter, this last business quarter, that um, sales and business transactions between South Korea or North Korea and China went up by seventy five percent. See, I heard forty percent. Um, okay, but I there's still a trending upwards, which right. is the opposite of what we were supposed but to. But I seeing. would, I would be just especially since. We just gave you two completely different numbers. I, yeah, we don't know. <laughs> find that out yourself, and we will do the same, and we will post the link in the comments. Yeah. Um, because, yeah, I've heard conflicting numbers on that, So, and I have not done the digging into well, that. We both heard that out. it has been going up. We did both hear that it has been going up. Right, so, which is supposed to be the opposite. They're supposed to right. be tra- kind of reining them in, and that's kind of what... Now, uh, I, again, because economics is easily manipulated, I would mm-hmm. like to see where they get that number because if it's because it's very easy to say that that um that the number has gone up but it could be for reasonable yeah it it absolutely could be for now let okay i've heard it's a bank i heard it's a chinese bank that is funding them and that that's where it's coming from that seems more like an issue than if you were like hey well we just gave you like 40 percent of your humanitarian effort (laughs) you know what i'm saying like there are reasons that money could go from one country to another right you help out with track that money north korea is starving so So if you're going to help people out which again that brings back the sanctions into question because are they working i would say no are they hurting the the administration i would say no are they hurting the people? I mean, I would say yes. Yes, I, here's what I would say. I would say that they probably still are 
hurting the admin, the government as well. But because of the type of government, they don't, they don't have, have to conscience. feel it. Well, they don't yeah. have to feel it. They can just take. So the government gets well, squeezed. Three million people died. No big deal. Right. Let's the, just move on. The government on. gets squeezed. We'll just squeeze the poor right. to make up for it. Now, also them being communists, they get they the farmers farm. I mean, they, have, they give over their. This their is a country food. with like systemic famine and yeah. starvation and they build monuments to their former leaders <laughs> worth millions and millions of dollars right like, no i don't think that they actually want to do that i just think that the own family they, they rule with an iron fist i, mean, I they make it very impossible there is a to, big to percentage of north korea the Drinks the Kool Aid, so to speak. Like I think they're just forced to. I really don't believe that they do. You don't think so? I don't. If you're born into something that is yeah. the way, and the only and there's look, tears. Look, so there's some people that are better off than the three the weeks lower ago tiers. before we went away. I was calling you crazy for your stance on CNN because for a long time that's what I was watching. Like that's what i was watching don't do that so <laughs> all i'm saying is that if somebody grows up in a system where cnn is the only news outlet right period and then somebody tells you well yeah that's not the way it really is though america's not the cause of your problems this is the cause of your problems it would be not so hard to believe that a north korean would be like fake news <laughs> <laughs> um, you are fake news so you know i just I don't think that it's everyone. I'll say that. Uh, obviously, there's people who drink the Kool-Aid no, and I whatnot. Think there's, like I said, I think it's a percentage. I don't know where the percentage is. I think right. it's probably a higher percentage than I would like it to be. I would be. say there's probably only 30% of people who That's really believe it. still a higher percentage than I would yeah. like it to be. Oh, yeah, big time. Like, you'd like it to be, like, 18 is high. <laughs> um, but, right. you know, so I don't know. I, I So what do you think? Basically, Donald Trump came out and said, and has said for months, no options are off the table. Like, yeah. if we have to use force, we're going to use force. If we have to be aggressive about it, we're going to be aggressive about it. Right. Um, Rex Tillerson has come out and said diplomacy hasn't failed. And this is where I start. Mm. This is where I start to get this feeling that we're just going to go right back down the sanction road. We are, um, and that, that's kind of that's basically what Tillerson was saying. Like right. Nikki Haley's taking a harder stance on it. Which, by the way, anyone I dig who's Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley is an awesome. Like, here I lately. really, really like her. Uh, what's going on here? There we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, <laughs> computer issues. I was just like, what's happening? That, that freaks us out. Right. <laughs> um, Anytime that happens. But yeah, Nikki Haley's really impressed me with how strong she's been, and then also how practical she's been with everything when it comes to yeah. Russia, when it comes to North Korea. Uh, I wouldn't mind Nikki Haley that for president. Maybe running, well, it's easy to say that before we've seen every other I, position. I mean, let's let's see her you sex know. scandals, but <laughs> I'm, I'm sure she did mar- back Marco Rubio, which was a good. Well, it ended up not being the right choice, but it shows oh, it, was, she, it was the right choice. <laughs> yeah, okay, it's we'll just say not that. the winning choice. Yeah, it just wasn't the way that it went. Uh, but also the fact that she took a hard stance against uh, Donald Trump mm. and then was able to work with him. And now mm. they speak very highly of each other. So that yep. shows that she she's very mature in, in the I way do that like, she approaches I do things. like Nikki Haley. I like Nikki Haley because I think sometimes Donald Trump, a lot of times Donald Trump gets caught up in his own yeah. rhetoric. But Nikki Haley takes the more measured approach, even if yeah. like Donald Trump can come out and be like, you know what I'm thinking? I'm thinking we drop a nuke in North Korea. And <laughs> Try Nick, and stop Nikki me. Haley will come out 30 minutes later and be like, We're not yeah, doing diplomacy's that. not off the table. <laughs> like, so right. I, I don't like Tillerson. 
Like I do. And I, here's what's crazy is that like at the beginning <laughs> of this, when Tillerson's name got brought up, you remember I lost my mind. Yeah. I was like, oh, an Exxon Mobil scene. Right. Like, but I actually I think that, I like his. I again like Nikki Haley. Think that when Donald Trump says some stuff that he a road that he probably shouldn't take. Rex Tillerson comes and cleans it up nicely and is like See, I don't like the way like for every reason that you brought up when he was first announced that's what I'm seeing so when it comes to like he seems to always take the corporate approach mm-hmm. and like when he tries to like um, I, I, I'm i losing all the examples I had in my head but with this one where he's just like no we're doing diplomacy and all this like he seems to always go with think, if they have a financial gain to be made, like he's just going to go that route. Whenever this is, in my opinion, this is me, one where we should take strength. We should take us to hard stance. I think here's what I honestly think, and no other American is going to want to say this or admit this, but I think honestly, it's a position. Like when he comes out and says that diplomacy is not off the table, it's not because of a business approach. In my mind, it's a fear approach. And, like, that's not yeah. going to be a popular thing. No. But the fact of the matter is there's not a damn American listening to this or thinking about North Korea that can honestly say nuclear war? No big deal. Whatever. <laughs> we got this. Like, nobody wants that. Nobody wants nuclear war. And the people war. that are in charge of this decisions that can get us there don't want that. Yeah. I personally think that's what we get if we don't clean up this mess with North Korea. We get nuclear war. I don't like think I said, they, for six years they've been saying – we're going to nuke you. And we've been like, oh, how cute. And then, like, <laughs> right. like, you do you, buddy, which didn't make any sense. And then he goes, oh, here I go. I'm testing a new missile. Right. And then we go, oh, yeah, but that's not a missile that can reach us. On Independence Day, I woke up to the news. They now have a missile that can reach us. Yeah. Now, it's only uh, yep. Hawaii, Alaska. And Alaska has come out. The governor of Alaska has come out and be like, you need to give us missile systems. Right. So we, if something does come our way. We can shoot it down. Mm-hmm. Now, ever they interviewed a bunch of Alaskan citizens, and they were like, "We don't fucking yeah, we're not, we're not worried about it." Right, but it's a it's a possibility. Uh, it is a possibility. In every single war documentary, when you start it off, it always has it always starts off with a period showing what it was like before the war, and you see all the interviews, and they always go, "Yeah, no one thought this could happen." Right. <laughs> it's like it does. My my thought here is that is that diplomacy in the way that we've been. What do we get from being it? Being di- diplomatic isn't going to work. We haven't gotten anything. It's been right. it, They've been failed attempts, and I don't think that that changes if we continue to act the same way. Right. You have to change your game plan. It's kind of the same thing. It, it's the same thought as, like, well, if I do it the same way every time, I can't be surprised at the right. result. Like, there hasn't been nuclear war way. yet, so I guess we're good. It's like, no, <laughs> right. guys, like it's time but to do we, something. But we've been super lax on things that we shouldn't have. We have in the comments, you'll find a really good article from, was it the History Channel? History Channel went real um, good with it. That breaks down kind of the, the history of North Korea and how we go from uh, Japan ruling it to where we are today. And one of the things that that article points out is the fact that um, that they've been doing these underground nuclear tests. Well, that's banned by like all <laughs> international treaties. Like that's banned. Yeah. But like we know it, we see it on the Richter scale. They can see the earthquakes. And, and they say just, this is what it's from. Right. And we just okay. Yeah. Exactly. What? Like no, we can't. The one that really we can't irritates me is people I keep to take seeing... us seriously if we're not going to yeah well, enforce the, the rule. 
I just made every Republican cream. <laughs> um, because, well, yeah, because that's what irritates like, immigration. me. Immigration. Online. Keep those Mexicanos <laughs> out. Online, um, I keep seeing all this stuff because they, they, now all of a sudden people are paying attention to North Korea. And they keep being like, oh, Trump's going to get us in a nuclear war. It's like, no, dude. This has been going on for a Every while. We just didn't do anything about it. Every single administration that kicked the can yeah. is going to get us into a nuclear war. And actually, whenever uh, Obama was leaving office and they did an interview, they're like, well, what do you think you know, is the biggest things facing Trump, Trump administration when he comes in? And he said, point blank, he's going to be the one that has to make a decision on North Korea. Right. Like, in his, during this next four-year administration, it's going to become and I will an say issue that needs to be solved. to make all of the liberals listening cry, I do think that Donald Trump is probably the better person to handle this, at least than Hillary Clinton would have been. <laughs> um, I know that, like, She's I pretty war hawkish. I'm, like, I'm the king of, like, let's not bring up shit that doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> but... It and, matters. and Hillary Clinton doesn't matter at this point. Hillary Clinton... It'll always matter because that was always the alternative. It, right. There's always got to be context. Right. But in the grand scheme of things, like Hillary Clinton now doesn't matter unless right. she walks into Well, some, because it like, becomes all hypothetical. And right. And that doesn't hold as much weight as what's actually happening. Right. So, but I do think that... I'm, I won't say that, like, I'm glad Donald Trump is the one handling this because I, I will say that I think that it would be better if nobody was handling it in the sense that it wasn't a problem. Right. Um, But it is. And I do think, I don't know. I, I'm not a war monger type of guy, but I do think I agree with you in this sense that like, we've tried the diplomatic approach. We've tried the sanctions. We've tried this. We've tried that. We haven't tried a position of strength. Now, how practical is that, too? Because if you read the articles that have been written this week and if you watch the coverage on this, a lot of people are saying, look, it all sounds great, but we can't, we can't realistically attack all of their missile sites. We can't attack all of their air bases. Mm-hmm. We can't do that practically and, and, and come out good on the other side because it just there's there's too much space to cover plus there's stuff that i'm sure is secret that we don't know right and things like that so we could still attack pyongyang and yeah. if we attack pyongyang and but does that then just who knows even if we, maybe we take out shot us in he might have some sort of kill switch that people have been using that for a long time where you, you take out the person and it's connected to a bomb you might have a kill switch that's connected to all these nukes that just shoot here, off when he dies. Here at TDAP, we like to invent conspiracy theories. <laughs> right. That's a new one, so get working on that. Come on, um, 4chan. Right. Get with it. So, But we don't know. That's The, the point of the fact is he's... <laughs> but be careful, 4chan, because CNN might come after you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I had to. I, like... CNN. CNN, you did it to yourself. Like, I'm shitting on you now. <laughs> so, then um, we'll, we'll get into that yeah, later. Yeah, another one. But. Um, but, you know, so I, I just, I don't know how practical it is. What you don't want to do, too, and I think where, why I say. I always it, say the best way to, to, to solve things, and it's the, the answer that no one likes. Um, blow them up. No, blow no, Because no. that, doesn't, that doesn't help. It's got to be ground troops. Ground troops are the only way to solve anything, really, if you're, from a militaristic standpoint. Now, you could argue, though, just to kind of stay related but switch to a side mm-hmm. tangent, how many ground troops have been used to get ISIS out of Mosul? And yeah. out of, have there? Or are those drone strikes that have basically Well, the Obama administration ISIS? went with drone strikes. But if you've noticed, 
they weren't defeating ISIS with drone strikes. Right. It, it only happened whenever the Afghans really stepped up and uh, the Turkish army and uh, there's another fighting force that's so in it there. So it is more boots on the ground. Yeah, and Russia too. Russia's right. doing airstrikes and also putting boots on the ground. You can't take a city by dropping bombs on it. No, you, you can't because they can just there. chill right. <laughs> and then they're fine. So, uh, same thing with, with North Korea. <laughs> you'd have to get put ground troops on there. You'd have to liberate towns, strategic towns. You'd have to annex for South Korea – uh, economic resources. Do you think it would work? That's the way that it would have we, to work. So we've talked about. Um, so if that happens, like let's say, let's say that that hypothetical does come to pass, right. right? So we've gone in, we've removed the government that's there, we've set up shop, and now we're basically going to. We would South Korea would. Right. We're, yeah, we we would, would gift North Korea to South Korea. We would. We would, would bilaterally work with them. Would to, that imaginary thirty percent? Because we don't have a real number. Of people right. that support the current government, would that cause a problem for South Korea? Oh, sure I would, would imagine it would. Yeah. Um, and I just I wonder how that would play out because if it plays out it in be the good. same way with two and a half million dead and uh, right. six year then stalemate, like right, we're right back where we were. Yeah, and, and maybe again, with less nuclear capabilities. I really don't think it would be a stalemate this time around. I think that if if I mean I think that at this point the Korean wars. Back in whatever it was. When was it? The 60s or 70s? Uh, like that? I think it was the 50s. Or the 50s. Yeah. Somewhere around there. We were really the only ones helping out a lot when it comes to with South well, Korea. The, now the world understands the that North Korea is a threat. Well, the world's very different. And I think, too, that people that – there's something to be said, and we talk about it as young adults um, – that we always we'll talk about our parents' age, our grandparents' age. We kind of talk about generations in that in, in that term, right? Word. And so when those people, when Kim Jong Soon or Kim Il Soon or whatever the hell his right. name is, um, came to power in 1950, whatever, mm. um, that was a different great leader. Ty- that was a different type of leader, though, than you He's would not find. A great leader, I was <laughs> 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 I wasn't serious. That you would find in 2017. Like right. you can't. You can't compare Hoover and yeah. and Kennedy and Truman to Donald Trump or Barack Obama or Hillary Clinton because they're dealing with different issues right. and they use they use a different approach than plus just with the social media and everything we know more right. or less what we're doing all the time like the one the example I always bring up is Winston Churchill and how Winston Churchill kept the Allies fighting it until uh, America joined in but they attacked the French right so whenever the France got taken over. Hitler was like, okay, you guys just need to disarm your uh, naval base over here. But Churchill was scared. He thought if they, if the Germans take control of it, which they easily could, mm. now they've got ways to attack us on our island more than just the Luftwaffe that was doing the bombing raids. Right. So he said, you know, you guys need to go get rid of it or we're going to take you out. So he ended up killing like 3,000 French that were supposed yeah. to be our allies. Huh. You probably wouldn't get away with that these days. They'd no. be like, oh, oh. but well, he did what was necessary, and we ended up but I think winning that too, war. Because of the difference in the way that leaders lead now, that for that reason, it probably wouldn't be unreasonable to think that it wouldn't end in the same fashion that it would before. before. Yeah. Because, look, I mean, shit. Desperate the, now, too. The South Korean um, president, right? Yeah, I think democracy? so. President Moon? Um, 
He yeah, just, they went full capitalist. They're he, doing great, he, if you haven't noticed. He just Samsung. got elected, but he got elected on a platform that was like, let's talk to Kim yeah, Jong-un. even now he's like, I think we should dismantle the missile system. It's like, dude, what are you doing? Right. So, like, I just feel for that reason that if in our hypothetical that we created a couple minutes ago, if that came to fruition and mm-hmm. you gifted South Korea, North Korea to South Korea, you would hope that a mind like that was the person that took power in North yeah. Korea and would be like, all right, guys. Very look. conciliatory and right. being able to, to and really... then And you would hope that they would see the opportunity to be invited back to the table with the rest of the world. Right. Look, if this bad, crazy as shit, like, they think that these guys can control the weather. Um, <laughs> if, if In a small sense, we can by making, if that, making it rain and whatnot. <laughs> right. If that... It rain. Um, <laughs> if that government is removed, then you would hope that somebody else would take that opportunity to come back and be a player on the world stage, right. seriously. And yeah, actually any country do that. where you have a large group of fanatics, whether it's religious or in this case dogmatic within their government, mm-hmm. it's not good. And you, there's a, a level of brainwashing that you have to deprogram. Right. Um, so that would be that would be an issue. But again. The fact of the matter is, is that we're marching towards war. Right. And I think that for a long time, people have said we're not. Now it kind of looks like we are. Yeah. And again, when it, it's got to bring China into it. China has to figure out what they want to do. Right. Right now, I don't think we could beat China if no. it was just U.S. versus China. Yeah, then I don't think so. Our allies, I don't know if you've noticed, but they totally suck. And they hate. Now Donald Trump has gotten them to, to start paying into, uh, what do you call it? Uh, NATO, NATO and all that, like they're supposed to, mm. but they fought them on it, <laughs> and they're they they're bogged down. Like the only, the best ally we have is France. Like they're the ones that have the best military and, and would be able to. They keep their military decently uh, updated and all of that. Right. Western Germany? Do they even have an army and military? Did they finally get it back? Like just like a few years ago or something? I don't know. Hopefully they changed the uniform. No. So. <laughs> um, yeah. So like, if, if it came down to that, and then Russia would have to decide. That's why I think that all the, we're at a very important point in our history, and I'm glad that Donald Trump is the one there because I'm seeing him do good things. Like you've been hearing me for the past year, two years, saying. We're going to war, bud. Like, it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. We're already here are the players. I'm seeing that kind of go down. We're, t- we're turning Russia into more of an ally. No, th- no mm-hmm. help to the Congress or from the Democrats, we'll but do- we're trying to, to do that. We don't want to go against Russia, guys. Like, seriously, we'll these guys are on a that. different level. I don't think that we're turning them into an ally. We'll see. I think we're that, trying to. I think to. that that's the image that yeah. we would— that. I'll take, would like to portray. I'll take that. I at think this that's point. a good thing, though. Yeah, but we'll I'll talk take about that, that more than just open, just, you know, hatred against them and whatnot. Like I'll take that as opposed. Yeah, well. depending on what the ends are, obviously. So, but when it comes to North Korea, obviously, they, I think they're the trigger to this whole war scenario. I think that everything's primed, everything's set up, everything's ready, but someone has to pull that trigger. And I think if there's anyone on the world stage who's comfortable pulling the trigger, it makes sense that it's North Korea because a Dude's a, the dude's a psycho. Yeah. And B, they're desperate. These sanctions have hurt them. It's hurting their people. It's hurting, the, especially if we get China to go against I think them. Donald Trump's not afraid to pull the trigger either, though. I think they, he's a seventy-year-old, out of shape guy that <laughs> like just took a pay decrease. Why is everyone okay with <laughs> like, fat shaming the Trump? Everyone goes. People are okay with fat shaming Chris Christie too. We'll yeah. get we'll fat shame Chris Christie sense. in a little bit. <laughs> so doesn't make any sense, but okay, whatever. 
So, yeah, but I think that they make more sense than... Yeah, I think that Donald Trump's... Mitch's snowflake just showed. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't I'm totally, big, I don't have a problem with it per se, but I'm just saying all these liberals and whatnot that, you know, you, you, they get all up in body positivity until it comes to Donald Trump and his orange fatness. <laughs> right. And apparently they all just go well, That's why I always say, dude, opposite. that liberals are hilarious because... Um, how many times have I said, not just on the show, like, when I, anytime Sarah Huckabee Sanders is brought up, like, <laughs> I don't say nice things. And I don't, and I don't say she nice things. She has an unfortunate face. In, in groups, <laughs> large groups of liberals, and they all stand there and laugh, and it's all a good time. Yeah. Like, dude, where is your inner where feminism? This? Yeah. Like, this is, this is just It's the dying. women's march. No conservatives, though. <laughs> right. No. 50% of women. No bulldog women. Yeah, are against abortion, but they're not allowed in the women's march. So, yeah, obviously there's hypocrisy there. But going back to North Korea, I think that, that especially this is in the next level. Like, it, this is the first time that we've been able to wake up and go, well, they can bomb us. They can nuke us if they wanted to. And, and Kim Jong-un has said, like, we will when the time is right. What does that mean? Right. And that means – I don't know what that means, but it means that he's, he's committed to doing it. I think that he is. Yeah. I really do. I think that they're okay with it, especially when you get a country that's that desperate. Yeah. And that's what scares me because you've seen people that, you know, society works fine until everyone's out of food and the power's not on. Right. And then things start going south. You well, know? and I mean, the idea, too, if you look at, like, a suicide bomber is desperation. Like, yeah. You know. Well, there's and, a different level there. There's a religious dogma thing where he thinks he's going to heaven because of it like there's yeah, something but there's also the idea that if you have nothing to lose then you have yeah. everything to gain like the that kamikaze is, pilots that in, is the epitome yeah. of desperation so the bonsai. you know um so i don't know i we'll see and i you know we'll be talking about north korea for oh yeah they're gonna do something else months to come until we finally take care of it which right. is gonna be an issue so we'll see i mean it looks at this point it looks like it's going the way of more sanctions i think that both of us can agree that that's not the best route or no. at least it's not a route that's gonna do anything doesn't seem to be so um so i guess we'll see President Trump and President Putin uh, met this afternoon for two hours and 15 minutes uh, here on the sidelines of the G20. Uh, the two leaders exchanged views on the, the current nature of the U.S.-Russia relationship and the future of the U.S.-Russia relationship. Uh, they discussed important progress that was made in Syria, and I think all of you have seen uh, some of the news that just broke regarding uh, and as a de-escalation agreement and memorandum, which was agreed between the United States, Russia, and Jordan for an important area in southwest Syria that affects uh, Jordan's security, but also is a very complicated uh, part of the, uh, of the Syrian battlefield. Uh, this de-escalation area was agreed. Uh, it's well-defined agreements on who will secure this area. A ceasefire has been entered into. Uh, and I think this is our first indication of the U.S. and Russia uh, being able to work together in Syria. And as a result of that, we had a very uh, lengthy discussion regarding other areas in Syria that we can continue to work together on to de-escalate uh, the areas and the violence once we defeat ISIS. 
uh, and to work together towards a political process that will secure the future of the Syrian people. Alrighty, so obviously the next uh, biggest story, which is currently the story in the news for yeah. the latter part of the week, um, is the G20 summit slash Putin meeting Trump for the first time face to face, allegedly. Alleged. Uh, Russian connection. <laughs> right. Evidence. Hashtag fake news. <laughs> um, but he started it off, I think, on Thursday uh, when he went to yeah. Poland. Mm -hmm. And I didn't realize Poland was such a big ally of ours. Like, he, they were. They were loving it, and then of course CNN and the other well, he made media a lot stepped of, in it. He with, made a lot of uh, of beneficiary um, deals with Poland, yeah. which would make sense why they were chanting his name. Like, well, that um, was the people that were chanting. It they didn't really make you know, yeah, but the people, but. yeah. But I mean, if you know that your economy is going to profit, yeah, I'd be cheering too. If <laughs> look, all I'm saying is if. Uh, Mexico's president shows up in Los Angeles and is like, we're going to pay for that wall. Like Americans <laughs> are going to be chanting his name. Some Americans. <laughs> so, um, Bill Bridges, not walls. Right. But, but yeah, so he showed up there and he did a. First of all, I want to talk about his speech because did you watch his whole speech? No, I actually didn't it see it. It was a that. really, really damn good speech. Yeah. Now, I did have a few issues with it because it was kind of religious. And Donald Trump's not. Yeah, I don't think he is. Nah. But you know, but there was a few points that he, he made on that. We won't that call religious. him a Muslim, though. We won't go that far <laughs> yet. Right. But I so he's orange, not like tan. <laughs> <laughs> right. There was a few things I didn't like about that, but the rest of it was great. Um, I wish I had some some quotes there, but it was really awesome where he kind of called out and was like, "European values." are going to persist as long as we defend them mm. and we need to be able to, and we need to defend them. We need to. Well, and that was the speech where he said the thing about, um, the one thing that Europeans know is that the U S is a staunch supporter of article five of, the, which he, of NATO. He didn't do at the G seven summit. He wouldn't right. say what, because he was trying to make deals and whatnot. Really what it was is he was holding that as leverage he called out all of them at the G7 and well, said, you need to pay your fair share to your NATO. That's your assertion. Well, well that's what I said. It, now they started doing it, and now it, he comes out Because it could just it. be that he was dumb, and this was lucky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but like I said, it, it seems evident by the evidence, in my opinion, that... Evident by the evidence. Evidence by the evidence. Hashtag. I feel a hashtag coming on. Poet. But... <laughs> so, <laughs> they hate us because they ain't us. That's right. Um, but yeah, so he... Before they were like really pushing him, like you need to say it, you need to do it, and he was like, "Well, you guys need to pay your fair share to NATO." Now they started pouring money into NATO, like they should have been doing. Now he comes out and reaffirms very staunchly that yes, I am. And for Poland too, again, I know I bring up World War II a lot, but that's how that whole shit happened. You know, that mm -hmm. was Hitler, and they were like, "You better not invade Poland." He was like, "No, totally, I won't." Blitzkrieg, here I come, <laughs> <laughs> like, here I come, and their allies did nothing. The, right. The, French and the British were like, well, we don't want to go to war, so I guess you can just have Warsaw and, and all that. Two interesting things that came out of that speech and that stop in Poland is, one, um, Donald Trump re... not renegotiated, but like re... Asserted a, a deal that Obama had pulled out of in 2013. Is that right? Okay. I, I, I haven't be, heard of that I one. Might actually. be wrong on the, might be wrong in the year there. But um, it was basically some like missile program. I don't know if it was us selling them weapons or like whatever. Yeah. Okay. No, I have heard of that one. But yeah. but Barack Obama put a stop to that, and Donald Trump 
Re, like, in a dangerous re- world, you should it. be able to defend yourself. Um, so, so that obviously made the Polish government happy. Um, yeah. That was a, that was something that conservative radio was touting a ton that morning that the that the um, speech took place. The other thing that was significant for the Polish that came out of that, and and actually significant for Russia and the United States as well, is that yes, comrades, Poland will now be buying natural gas from the United States instead Dang. of Russia. Yeah, because Russia. Well, I'm don't sure know, Russia. I'm is, sure with Russia, like I'm sure they won't stop. Yeah, just like we don't get all of our energy from but one source. But what what was interesting about it, and what where it should have pleased liberals in my mind is Not my president is that <laughs> by doing that by by setting up a relationship for natural gas with Poland who is buying it solely from Russia that now is a pressure point yeah for for Putin look we can renegotiate this and basically give it to him for free to knock your right. economy down a couple Unless pegs. you stay um, in line with what we want to do. Right. So that was something, that was like a little signal flare that right. the Trump administration threw out, I think, subtly the day before the meeting with Vladimir Putin that like... He called out hey, Russia and Poland too and said like they need to stop meddling in, in things. He, he lukewarmly... Well, that's the hardest position you've heard him like, take on Russia. Be- well, yeah, since he's been completely in. bullshitting it for <laughs> six months. But his, but yeah, I, I'm still not satisfied with that. Yeah, I, I think Russia did it, and you know, other people did it. And but let's really talk about Barack Obama. Right? Like, I'm not. That's not a good enough. Now that was a big thing that happened during in Poland, and they uh, liberals were really upset that he brought up. He didn't. He talked about o- Obama in a negative light, but he didn't bring it up. That was a question that was asked him during a Q&A session. Was it? Yeah, and they said, you know, what do you think? You know, I can't remember the exact question, but. See, okay. And I then he just answered. And I that didn't was actually what they were know saying, that. Like, I you give him a question, he's just going to answer. Played, they never played the question. Well, and I don't know that in those settings you can typically hear the questioner yeah. from the TV. I know a lot of the guys on the radio, because they're in that group of people, have yeah. mics that are up. And so sometimes you, you, if you're listening to some of this coverage on the radio, you get to hear a little bit more than you would from, like, I'm just going to use CNN because it's fresh, Um, but from like a CNN or a Fox or MSNBC because they've got cameras set up at the back of the room and all the reporters are actually Mm -hmm. sitting much closer. Um, So I didn't actually know that the question was asked. To me, it seemed like he brought it up. And to me, (laughs) that was very just like... Dude, come on. Like this, because you have yeah. to, if you were the guy who it's was hashtag blame Bush when Barack Obama was, which you were, <laughs> you <laughs> specifically were, um, <laughs> then you get, and, and for good reason, because Barack Obama did overuse that. There were a few things that Barack Obama had a legitimate, when people would say, you know, th- this criticism of the Obama administration, there were instances where like, it was very appropriate for him to be like, dude, I inherited this. So right. I'm, I'm working my way out of an, out of an issue. Now, but both there of were, them, you but can say that like, by like five years in, there like, were times where he was using it. Yeah. And it was like, okay, dude, now it's your turn. B- Bush is gone. And you've had every a term. sense, every sense of the word, Obama did inherit a mess. And oh, by yeah. every sense of the term, Trump did inherit a international mess from Barack right. Obama. So I, th- they're, they're very, and obviously <laughs> Conservatives hated it whenever, you know, Obama said it. Now liberals hate it when Trump says it. But right. they're both right. Like, yeah, that is the state of to things. an extent they're right. Yeah, um, now, he can't use it forever. No, but, he can't. And, and he, I love Trump on the on the national 
on the international stage. And he's met with a ton of them. I think uh, well, Barack yeah, Obama met with like because when he's 19. on the international stage, he gets less questions about shit at <laughs> home. <laughs> well, I don't think he's getting any questions about Russia anymore. I think that and well, again, no, we are going to go into the CNN. But again, thing, but I don't know if it. that's well. Yeah, I'll save it. Yeah, so. uh, they kind of killed that. So I don't think we're going to hear as much about the Russia thing as long as he doesn't do dumb shit. Like I mean, say we'll he hear wants about to it when investigate. We'll hear about it when the whatever. investigation's done. Yeah. But, um, yeah. And I heard that Mueller's bringing in more people or something. So we'll see. We'll see what happens from it. Um, but, again, I like him on the international stage. He seems to be able to make deals with everyone. And, and we've said that about Donald Trump even since the beginning, that this is a guy that he's crass on the public mm-hmm. and, and whatnot. But when he gets face-to-face, he's a charming guy. Right. And he comes off very conciliatory, and he, he's able to make things happen. He's almost, in a sense, like, don't don't – shit on me too much for this one but like in the same way that i described the kim jung family um (gasps) earlier he is almost like his business style seems to be i'm gonna go to the table and make outrageous claims and then i'm gonna walk away because then you're gonna have to come closer to where i want you to be they're outrageous i think that he's just holding them accountable well mexico mexico paying for the wall is a little bit outrageous that's a bit of an outrageous (laughs) thing yeah Yeah, that one's a little bit outrageous but you know it's a solar wall don't even worry (laughs) at the end of that whole thing though i bet that just to appease his, like, he'll go back to Mexico and he'll be like, all right, you got to come a little bit my way and pay mm. for some of this. And then as a result, I'm going to give you something. So I'm, so in reality, we saw that Mexico really won't be paying for the wall. Yeah, it'll be kind of checks and balances right. and all so, that. Yeah. But he'll be able to say it. And that's kind right. of what I mean. It's like He's kind of the guy that goes to the table, makes this crazy claim that he knows isn't going to be right. the end deal. Well, moving on but then to he can the actual G20 to, summit. So the, he went to Poland. Everything was great. Um, they had the fake news moment where they were saying, oh, the the, the what's the first lady of Poland snubbed Donald Trump. No, she didn't. But it was a huge. I didn't even hear that. Oh, you didn't? No. Man, it was a huge narrative. Like there was uh, CNN journalists that were posting it on Twitter. Hmm. And because in the movie, what it is, it, or the clip, hmm. it shows um, the president of Poland and Donald Trump shake hands and then he takes his hand out for the first lady and she walks by him and shakes Melania Trump's hand. Oh, really? And then they, they stop it and they're like, oh, he totally owned him. Well, no, she's just a huge Melania Trump fan. Oh, yeah. And like, so she was ecstatic. She shook her hand and then she ended up shaking Donald Trump's hand twice afterwards. Gotcha. Like immediately afterwards. So it wasn't as like the a two- stiff. Hashtag two scoops of ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> Again, we don't know. Maybe everyone's getting the poly. Oh, know? I need the soundboard. <laughs> Spoiler alert. That's coming in the future right. sometime. Right. That's going to be an upgrade. Um, but so they kind of stepped in again whenever that whole thing happened. But moving on from Poland, which was a slam dunk. Like I said, in my opinion, it was a slam dunk. Good deals were made. It was a nice meeting, a great speech. They had the Polish people cheering them in the background. Mm. I think, to me, that's just the definition of a slam dunk. Were they cheering them? I don't know that language. They could have been saying anything. <laughs> you suck. <laughs> right. We don't like you, bro. But, so then the G20 happened. We are really angry. And this we is where really things angry. get fun. So the G20, like, right off the bat, we'd heard of protests that were going to happen. And it was, uh, it Which was they dubbed do annually. Welcome to Hell. Right. The, this was the protest that was going to happen. And so there was a lot of different protesters that were there. We saw Antifa that were there. Yeah. Uh, we saw a lot of them were anti-capitalist. A lot, of were... a lot of those anti-capitalists were wearing name brand clothing. Not quite sure what that means. 
but you know they get don't your need... Nautica t-shirt out of here. <laughs> um, they don't make any sense. There we was, could do a whole segment there was on anti-globalists there. Yeah, anti-globalists. Um, so a lot of what, seemingly seem to clash with the anti-capitalist uh, yeah, and the a, antifa. A lot of ideas there that are yeah. just not. I mean, this is basically putting. This is let's, where Trump's let's all go well. get mad, but let's uh, throw Black Lives Matter and the <laughs> Tea Party into the same same or no Black Lives Matter and the NRA. Let's throw there those guys into the same thing. That's a that's essentially the environment that was yeah. being built up here, and so it's not an uncommon one. Every year there mm-hmm. are protests. Now they don't quite get to this level that they did. Massive riots. Uh, and I mean, do there were like I saw hundreds videos, of police injured, just cars burning, yeah, just cars burning up and down the water roads. cannons, to, yeah, to subdue crowds and, and it yeah, got it, violent quick. It did, it did kind of live up to the name. Yeah, welcome to hell and, yeah. <laughs> um, for them though, which was the ironic part. I mean, like, not was, just for them, a couple yeah, hundred got cops got yeah, they hurt. got hurt. Um, yeah. and so that's obviously that's bad. Melania well, you know. Trump didn't get to leave her. Yeah, her hotel. They were they were surrounded her hotel and, and if you and if you were keeping up on the social media sites, there are some videos that we posted earlier in the week as that was all happening. I think we posted it. Um, it was like the day before the G twenty summit. Like yeah. really got going. I think everybody was everybody was already there or arriving there. Right. Um, but yeah, it was it was pretty crazy. It was pretty crazy for the duration of it. Fucking capitalists are so privileged. <laughs> <laughs> I get the Venezuelan riots. Like you're starving and your government sucks. Right. The capitalists are like. Oh, I'm playing my Xbox, bro, that I bought from Microsoft, bro. <laughs> right. Time to go out and protest those big, meanie capitalists right. that make my life possible and make it so I'm not dying at 35 with no I follow, teeth. I follow Green Pre- Greenpeace on, on Facebook, so I'm a hero. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. It doesn't make any sense. Like I don't know if these, cap- these anti-capitalists realize their entire way of life is possible due to capitalism. Right. We can do a whole segment on that and why I don't under – Especially because our generation, or not our generation, because we're not millennials. We, we missed the boat on that one, thank No, God. we're millennials. No, I think it's like three years, it got to be younger for yeah, us to be, to I be millennials. I don't think so. I'm pretty it's, sure it's like 86. I thought it was 1992 and above. And I hope it millennials. is. millennials. <laughs> yeah. Like, I hope it so is. So we missed the boat on that one from what I've seen. I could be wrong. But, yeah, like, I think, like, 60% of We'll post that in the comments. Yeah. <laughs> There's a poll that said, like, 60% of them, like, surveyed said they were anti-capitalist. I'm like, you're dumb. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't throw that around a lot. But for them, I reserve the right to be like, you're dumb. Yeah. Anyway, that's not what we were I, trying to get into. I mean, I know it has to do with the anti-capitalist protests and whatnot, but. But there were, there were a lot of, there were a lot of protests. And there was, um, there were a couple articles that we'll link to that said that, like, Angela Merkel knew that oh like yeah. knew that going into hamburg would specifically would create a more of an environment for that i don't right. know i don't know if hamburg is like working class i don't know anything about that but i know that in Tomba, at yeah. least in one of the one of the articles i read that it was it was kind of like an obvious thing like it was kind of one of those obvious things like hey russia why would you pick sochi uh <laughs> for the olympics a tropical resort to do the winter olympics at it was like one of those obvious things yeah. like you don't pick hamburg to get all these guys together right. because it's going to be a volatile situation so is this her first fourth term is is president Merkel? i yeah. think so um, she's up for re-election i really September. hope that they get rid of her because i'm not they will. a Merkel fan i honestly think that she will win re-election i didn't think that at i didn't this think time so either year. now i'm unsure now but. with the with the elections of britain and france i w- yeah. i would just expect her well Theresa may just 
just fucked that whole thing up. So yeah. she just mishandled it. But I still think that there. I just just let's watch for the next couple yeah. of years because it's I, coming. I, is it this really, year? I think it's coming this year. Her well, hers yeah. is in September. Yeah. Um. I think though. Oh, it's gonna be a gonna fun watch, one to cover. I think you're gonna watch a liberal wave take over. Europe yeah, more we'll so see. than already exists because we've we've discussed we had the con- they times. had the conservative wave in Europe and right. now it, that seems to be the hard conservative what's wave. funny though is that that only really lasted for like a couple of years yeah. like it it hit it came and went and they were like oh whoa no we don't want to <laughs> <laughs> we effed up right. um so I you know so we'll see what they're thinking and what they're doing I mean obviously yeah we'll just have to, to see where that goes but a lot more things happened during the actual summit obviously uh, Angela Merkel was really pushing that whole uh, Paris Accords. Mm-hmm. That was her main thing. She really wanted to push. They reworded an agreement. Um, I saw that basically to they reworded the Paris Climate Agreement. Mm-hmm. I think that's what it was. They released was, the United States from all financial right, uh, but tethers. Th- then I guess. also said that the. Um, that the they put like a paragraph in there that said that the United States would work alongside of the accord to help um, with fossil fuels and like mm-hmm. whatever. Um, well, then France came out and said that they're banning fossil fuels in twenty forty by twenty forty. Really, it is illegal to own to buy a car. I guess if you have an old car and it runs off, f- you know, fuel that that's okay. Mm-hmm. But you can't. They will not hmm. sell anything that, that fossil fuel is going to be all. Well, better make that shit efficient. Yeah, <laughs> so. I know. <laughs> so we'll see. And again, I've I when we covered the Paris Accords, I was of the mindset of wait ten years and it'll probably be there. So right. this is you know, twenty years from now, it'll probably be there. Yeah. So we'll see. But it doesn't make you know. I thought that it was more just him putting a position in there. Um, nothing really happened between France and the United States. No, uh, but they met. Obviously, Macron. There was a, a long conversation between Macron. There was uh, an awkward moment between uh, who? What is the name of the president of Mexico? I don't like. I always. Benignetto. Is that? Mm-hmm. That's not the former president. No, that was uh, Vicente Fox. That's right, Vicente Fox. Um, yeah, there there was an awkward moment there where right at the end of their conversation. <laughs> Some some reporter yells out, So, Trump, do you plan on Mexico still paying for that wall? And, like, they <laughs> all... Sunday Fox jumped out. I'm not paying for that fucking wall. <laughs> they, all, they all start, like, laughing or whatever. And then Trump, under his breath, like, absolutely. <laughs> so... Um, the reporter was like, got it. <laughs> right. So that was, that was a little bit awkward. And then, of course... They came up with a really good deal, though. Like, uh, they came out and said that they're renegotiating... NAFTA mm-hmm. that they really that Pena Nieto and uh, Trump said we're really happy with the progress we've made and I think they made a few other deals on the side too uh, just economic deals and whatnot right so some good things came out between Mexico and then they reaffirmed it uh, Trudeau was there uh, the Prime Minister of Canada which obviously that's a, a huge I thought he was a backstreet boy <laughs> <laughs> um, no he's a self-proclaimed feminist right, Big, right there's a margin of difference there somewhere but so he was there and he's obviously he kind of like the lap dog of Merkel. Same with uh, Macron. Like they just anytime you see. I don't Daniel care, though. Merkel, I like him. And I'll tell you why I like him, because his I national sport like is hockey. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to side yeah. with I'm going to side with a guy that lives in a place that plays the greatest sport on the planet yeah. and simultaneously pr- 
gave the world the Bret Hart family. <laughs> um, so I disagree with a lot of what he says. Just having on to this yeah. running theme over the weeks, like I kind of my guilty pleasure a little bit is professional wrestling. So when I, I'm going to reference that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, but when it comes to Canada and, and Thurdell, I don't know. I don't. I don't like a lot of the things that he's doing. We'll see. A, a big thing that Canada's doing is they're trying out in a few cities, um, just base income. So you are just entitled to money, regardless of what you are. If you're taking breath in, you get money. Sweet. Let's move to Ontario. (laughs) No, they actually police their borders, and actually (laughs) they make it harder to be a citizen. You have to go through a big thing. Uh, For personal reasons, I at one point researched looking into being a Canadian citizen, and it is not that easy. So all these people, they were like, I'm moving to Canada. He and Miley Cyrus were going to take off if uh, (laughs) Trump got elected. But guess what? We we have both of them still. Yep. That's what happens. That's what happens. It's not that easy. But Mitch had to get drunk on election night just to make it through. He's like, all right, I'm good for the next four years, I guess. <laughs> I had to get super drunk on election night. That was ridiculous. But <laughs> but when it comes to Thurdo, anyone who describes himself who's a grown-ass man, a prime minister, and describes himself as a woke feminist, I don't know, man. I just lose a little woke? respect for those guys. Woke? I don't I'm like... a woke-ass feminist. It's like, <laughs> mm, okay, you do you, bud. No. But... Anyway, so they were there, obviously. Anytime you see Trudeau. hates women. Hashtag. (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag love women. Love them all. But, like, anytime you see them with Merkel, like, they just look like they're little lap dogs. They got a big old smile on, and she just kind of goes around. They're kind of at her heels, like, yay, love me. So, you know, but but was there any other deals that came out? I don't think. The whole thing? I don't think between the North American countries. I know the big story that the obvious story of the week was the meeting with Trump and Putin. Yeah. I guess um, we can get to that one, which is Russian yeah. collusion. Yeah. I mean, that's like you said a few minutes ago in the last segment that, that, that story is died down. I think that story in a lot of ways has died down because of CNN hurting its own credibility. More than that. Everyone else. I don't necessarily think that that means there's no story there. I think it's being, I think it's being covered the way it should have been covered now in the first place, which is when we find something or when we have something, Uh, we've got documented with you being deep into the Russia thing too. And and covering it and what I, Oh, I'm not saying I don't believe it. Like I still believe it. I just don't think that the – I think that the coverage – look, the fact of the matter is when it comes out that the sources that they were using were people that you obviously shouldn't source, then even somebody who was pitching – It was Comey. He's the leaker. Even when, so, when somebody <laughs> who is pitching that like, hey, I believe this and – like I defended CNN for a long time – and then they kind of shit on me for it. Yeah. So, and like, look, if you're, I wasn't if your anonymous CNN. source is some intern that works for Elizabeth Warren, I can guess what he's going to tell you too. So if anonymous source says there's some crazy stuff going on and that's your source, which it was with no evidence, which is what the, which is what the story ended up being was that they were just asking people who didn't matter at all. Well, we have a congressional insider. No, you don't. You have a, you have a 20 year old who's, who's working for this person for college credit. Right. Um, His letterhead is not my president. In Prince Oliver's <laughs> right. So like, look, CNN lost some credibility. And I think that in, and that because they were they kind ratings, they too. were kind of making up, they were making up stuff yeah. to, to fit their narrative. Keep wanting to touch on the CNN thing. We are actually going to, cover the CNN thing momentarily <laughs> right. so we'll try to save it but but we, I think that should. it ties into the Russia thing in the sense that 
you know, it's easy to to joke and say, oh, liberals were calling for Russian collusion. Yeah, they were. And and liberals were duped a little bit. So but when it comes to the meeting with them, there were a lot of things. There was a lot of focus that was on that way. They met for over two hours. Melania Trump actually had to come in and be like, you guys need to wrap this up. (laughs) Right. (laughs) You guys need to to get out of here. And then, and then like the, um, feminist that he is, he went for another 45 minutes. (laughs) 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 So it's like, don't you have a sandwich to make or something? It's like, I'll, I'll put my daughter in the white house, but I'll talk to her husband about all of my decisions. Right. (laughs) I'm a, I'm, I, support women i'm an ivanka trump fan so um, i want to see that happen so but yeah i mean so here's so let's let's break it down what do you get from the from the trump putin oh yeah meeting? we're hitting time uh when it comes to the trump uh putin thing to me that's exactly what i want to see i want to see russia and america working together talking together being able and to you don't come think to con- that it's possible that vladimir putin who is absolutely one of our adversaries He's not. Yeah, he is. They never have been. During the Cold War is the only time that Russia has ever been against us. They've been a, an ally in every war we've our, ever fought. Our, look, so here's the thing. You can have a good relationship with somebody. Like, you and I can have a good relationship with each other. Mm-hmm. But if our interests are different, we're never going to come to the same terms. Right, so maybe he's just saying that Russia's evil and that we hate them and all of this isn't the best way to make good relations. Right, but you can also look at evidence that you want and you've been asking for for months and months and months evidence. and see that Russia... Russia is and that Vladimir Putin's a bad guy. No, not evidence. Not the evidence that you deny where, where with the it? intelligence community. The evidence the intelligence that community the, says that there was an IP address. That's the, the, the only evidence. The evidence that Vladimir Putin kills people that don't do what he wants <laughs> them to do. Mm-hmm. People get poisoned and like this guy, we know that this guy comes to the table mm-hmm. and if anybody's an evil genius. What about China? What do you, what about China? Same thing. Poisonings, political poisonings. We're all not of that. talking, but China. Same thing. So we, we're saying that we can't be we, friends with China. We can't have a good relationship with them because of the things that they do. They do an evil thing, which obviously they, they do. No, we can. What I'm saying, though, is first of all, switching it to China in the middle of the most anticipated meeting being Trump and Putin mm-hmm. is just a diversion from what actually. Look, Make your point. Let's talk. When we're looking at Russia, and we know that Vladimir Putin comes to the table with alternative motives in his head, that is the most calculated man probably on the planet, right? Okay. Okay? So the idea that we that we would walk away from that meeting going, well, we got along with him. We made some really good deals with him. Of course we did, because that's what you do. All I have to do is look at Twitter for 20 minutes and figure out, oh, so I just have to stroke your ego for a second. We'll walk away with a good deal, and then later we can just pull the plug on a ceasefire. Mm-hmm. We can make more deals with North Korea. We can do whatever we want, because in your mind, we are friends. If that happens... Then you might have a point there. Historically, that's what happens with Vladimir Putin. Well, obviously, but this isn't the we've first tr- time. This, this isn't the first, the first reset that yeah. we've tried with them. Exactly. So, so yeah. So all of our. So all I'm saying but is, these are different you're, people. If you're going to look at history, history would say whether they're Democrats or Republicans, Vladimir Putin wants to reestablish the USSR, USSR. which was a bad power in the world not necessarily it you was... see their statues <laughs> like they are the bad guys yeah, they're not necessarily a bad thing just because they just want to have the economic power that they used to have so if we can make good deals with them and obviously barack obama was an easier to push but we're talking about a country around. who doesn't share our same geopolitical um 
interests, right? Or so if, do they, they? if they have the same power that they once had mm-hmm. without our same interest in mind, then now you have a really powerful adversary. But if we can keep them in check and we can make our interests align, why, that's a good but thing. Why would we think that we could do that now when we haven't been able to because do it tr- with the last several administrations Trump that have tried? Is not Obama. There is a difference there. Trump calls people out. He he's much more able to make this happen. Everybody calls Russia out. Name an, admin, an administration. Name an administration that doesn't. Yes, he does. When he had he more just, flexibility after the election. You're gonna cite that after yeah. after like jerking off Putin for the last six months? <laughs> really? No. That was our argument that you guys yeah, said. That's a, that's a fair argument. You shit all over him for that. No, I'm saying that there's difference now. Obama wasn't calling for anything. He wasn't telling them to do anything. He allowed them to do whatever they wanted. They took uh, Crimea because he knew that he could get away with it under Obama's reign. I don't think he can get away with it under Trump's reign. So what would Trump a, do differently? Like, Go in and def- defend our ally. Like I don't. Bel- here's here's he's, the he's thing. thwarted them in Russia against uh, what do you call it? Crimea. Sur- uh, Crimea. Is whenever he much- bombed them, and he and Russia did not like that. I think it's the same thing. If Russia were to come in and do something else and try to take some other power, you'd see Trump there to stop them. And he's been very explicit about that, saying that yeah, we can be friends. But you're gonna have to help us out too. And I don't. I don't disagree with that. We can if it works. All I'm saying is that look. Look, we're not trying anything new. We're what we're doing. But there's it, new players, and that's the that's, that's fine. The there's, bottom line: there's new players every eight years. Yeah, and if there's consequences, then that's a good thing. Because before we weren't trying anything new, and there was no consequences for when they broke. I it. mean, there were sanctions. Doesn't really matter. Whenever you just strike natural gas, and then you can you can make up for it, right? You know, I mean, I it, get it doesn't, that. Yeah, so <laughs> it, the, the sanctions. Mattered, the the natural gas is new too, though. Yeah, it is. So. The sanctions were more effective. Like, keep in mind, like Russia, Russian economy hasn't been great. It's it's coming back up now. Yeah, but it wasn't for a long time. No, and that's it wasn't. because they have an economy based on one export, and they don't have any yeah. infrastructure. Well, that's the, too, that's the vodka, difference between like that. the United States and Russia. Well, is the French has like, Grey Goose. Yeah, other than that, we've got oil that we export, but we also have an already established infrastructure. More so than more so than Russia does. <laughs> um, yeah. Russia has a crumbled. I would say ours is crumbled too. Our nuclear codes are on floppy disks. That's not good. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, the VA information is literally on like. Yeah, well, they've, they're updating all of that. Trump got that that bill to pass, which is good. That's another thing that they just I guess. So didn't all I'm do. saying is that before the before the Trump Putin meeting. My prediction that morning was they're going to come out of this and they're going to say, we made some deals. We shook hands. Looks like everything. Yeah. Everything's great. So now we'll, we'll see what happens. That, that's always what's said with Vladimir Putin. So right. we'll see what happens. What I don't like is that Donald Trump tweeted this morning, Sunday, um, that that we are going to move forward with building our relationship with Russia. And we even want to work on um, intelligence to help each other, make sure that we don't hack each other's elections i don't know what that means that sounds that sounds weird in fucking sane um <laughs> why don't you let debbie washerman schultz investigate who screwed bernie sanders like you can see past her teeth nothing's wrong here so you, so so we're gonna we're gonna now shake hands and turn our head and we're gonna we're gonna move I, this I'd relationship forward even though everybody except for a trump supporter will tell you that Russia is the one. Is the ones who did it. Like they're the ones who did it. They're the ones that hacked the election. Let's also keep in mind that 
there was no hacking of the election. Nothing actually happened. No, there was no changing of votes. There right. was hacking of the election. No, so they, they gained. That there was someone who tried to gain access. They or gained, gained access to, to voting machines. They gained access to voter. Um, all I've seen is that they that looked like there was databases in yeah, so two there were states. some databases in two states that looked like there was an attempt, and that that attempt was no, they was get, linked back those, to a Russian IP no, address. No, there was what looked like an attempt was in 128 different voter databases spread over 30 plus states or something mm-hmm. like that. In two states, they gained access to a voter database. That's what, it was like Arizona and I yeah. Drop that in the links because I, I didn't I'll hear. To, I'll I find that, that they and I'll, I'll put that in the in the links. Now they didn't change anything. They weren't able to change anything, but they were able to access the database, whatever that means. Right. I don't know how deep you have to go into the database to be able right. to like actually change stuff, but they were able to access. That's what every intelligence agency three. that matters. It's absolutely more than three, and I could only three. I, will, we are, we, we, I have you we, on camera saying that. Yeah, I know you do. And Clamper was and the then one I who... watched shit that happened this week, so I'll I will post that video <laughs> as well in the links. But there's mm-hmm. like, it, it's not all of the agencies because all the agencies aren't involved. But it's like they didn't look at it's the, like five the, or six or seven, and each of them has a guy in front of Congress, and they're all saying the same thing. They're all saying that this IP address is linked to Russia. That's what they're saying. They're all that saying the they're all saying that there is evidence. That's I, the evidence. That's what I'm saying. That it's an IP address that's linked to Russia. Okay, it's linked to the Kremlin. But you can not believe the evidence all you want, but you can't turn around and say, "Oh yeah, well, give me evidence. Give me evidence. Give me evidence." Well, I don't like it. I okay. don't like it. That's fine. <laughs> I can't say that. It's absolutely. Uh, I, can, I have every right to do that because you that's have fine. to show me. All I'm me saying is that slam any, dunk evidence. Any non, any non-Trump supporter is going to go with the fact that Russia hacked the election. Republican gonna or Democrat. Go, yeah, they're going to go with that, and that's fine. That's what they, they want. For me, I need a little bit more than that. Because for me, like again, we said the Volt 7 leaks that came out and said, we are actively trying to do this exact thing to make it look like other these countries, and they specifically mention Russia and China, to where we leave a trail behind. We have uh, Evelyn... Farkas coming out saying, telling everyone, yeah, we were we were told and we told people to leave a trail. So we got all these things saying, and then this this. So and you gonna, don't think that these hackers so are smart enough to then, not leave their IP address? So I'm going to ask you that I don't know because I'm not one of them. I'm not. I don't know. Russia um, are some of the top hackers between China. China and Russia have the top hacking units. Show me evidence out there. <laughs> like, I don't like it. Um, right. So so I absolutely have the right to say I've seen your evidence. I'm not buying it 100%. And that's fine. You you can do that. You got to show me more. But <clears throat> but they don't because they've shown you. So they haven't shown me. You more. cannot believe it and yeah. I will be fine with you not believing it, but you I don't will much choice. I will snicker <laughs> behind your back about you not believing that's fine. what's been yeah. what's been presented to you. So To me unless you've got some more things involved, you've got people like emails, correspondence going back, you've got orders, direct orders, things that you can show evidence to me, you're just showing an IP address. Like I said, I've been to the deep web once in my life. I was hiding behind proxies that said I was in Russia. Mm-hmm. Newsflash, I wasn't. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. So if they look at that and say, oh, well, the IP address says it's from Russia, case closed. No. I like, understand. I understand the holes there. All yeah. I'm saying is that, like, when do you decide that you can and can't uh, well, believe the intelligence? It comes down to the fact. It comes down to the individual evidence they're showing me. So if they show me evidence and I go, oh, shit, that's, that totally looks like it, then, I will, then I'll believe it. But that's a decision I have to make in my own mind. And like I said, to the evidence right now doesn't, 
doesn't convince me. Okay. Do I think that there's a possibility? Yeah, there's always a possibility. Um, but we'll see. Does it make me nervous? That, and I haven't seen the details in this whole we're going to work together with elections and all of that mm. between Trump and, and Putin. Yeah, I saw that. Like, I don't know right. the details. I thought I saw that right. That makes me nervous, though. Maybe a couple hours yeah. before we started recording. I don't this. like that. When I don't like that to, either. When it comes to the ceasefire, I think that's a good thing. It makes sense for Jordan, for the area around Jordan. That's a mutual interest between us. Right. But as we've said before, a lot of times these ceasefires don't work out. No. So we'll see. And the ceasefire was agreed upon by two countries that one bombed the other's interest about a month ago and the other <laughs> one threatened to shoot down the other's plane last week right so like we'll so see. we'll see it's tenuous at best right but and history would say that this ceasefire will last about a hundred hours <laughs> maybe <laughs> somewhere around there yeah. um so but moving on from the russia thing and the the meeting that was basically it when yeah, it came I mean, to the that the, was pretty much the we just went for a long time there we went <laughs> yeah that's fine we, we were gone for three weeks you yeah. knew we were gonna take we had some things we were to say. take some time on this one right um but yeah i mean i think i think at the end of the day the g20 summit wasn't a failure by any means i think means. it was a success um I, especially in poland i think that anytime donald trump is on the the international stage i think he does well and I think good things come of it, whether it be deals that we make with our allies, strengthening of position with our allies. And while I would say that in a lot of cases, yes, I would say that some of the cases you still have to wait. Because yeah, like, we always have to wait. With Russia, you are not going to know how good. Like, so when Stacy asked me after, as on the day of the meeting, like, so what do you think of it? My thought was, well, there's. they're, they're saying it was good. Yeah. And I kind of figured they would say it was good. Um <laughs> And that was like CNN and the liberal media that was saying it was good. So, right. like, I kind of figured that I'm that sure they're would, on eggshells. I, I thought that, well, no, I just think that they're. I honestly think that CNN will go back to how they were prior to the election because they're going to have to. Like right. now, they're not. They're obviously not talking about their own scandal right. there, but they're Stay they're tuned, moving, We're about to go into CNN, right? And it's going to be fun, <laughs> even though we've like, <laughs> <laughs> we floated in and out of it this whole episode. A little bit, um, but. What I was watching, uh, or when when she asked me that, my thought was, we're gonna have to wait for at least a few months because, yeah, if not years, when I mean, somebody is saying that something went well now, mm-hmm. if if we go if we go back on those promises or they go back on those promises in X amount of time, then yeah, at that point it looks very different. I'm sure whenever this deal this weekend or or this past week looks very different yeah. in the future than it does right now. So it, I'm sure back in World War II, whenever England and France met with Hitler and they were like, "You're not attacking Poland, right?" Yeah, totally. And they came out and were like, "Dude, we did it!" <laughs> <laughs> right. Newsflash: He went in and invaded them. Right. But you know, so I'm sure it, they thought it was a good deal too. But I don't think I think at the end I think at the end of the. Uh, at at the end of that whole thing, the G20 summit was mostly yeah. a success for I, I would say for Trump and probably the United States. We'll yeah. s- now I'm we'll seeing see. a lot of stuff on social media with from liberals that were just like, "This was terrible. He's such an embarrassment. Oh my God, impeach him, get yeah, rid of you're him." You're always gonna have you're always we gonna, have this here's idiot on the, the national stage. I'm the, like, do you guys look at the, what he's doing? The like, one criticism that I've heard from liberals that I will and that Chuck Schumer actually said, and I. I it's like the one time that I would say like crying Chuck. Yeah, I don't, I read it because I can't <laughs> I can't watch him anymore. But um, but I actually agreed with it in type was that he should he definitely could have used more time 
getting the rest of the world on the on the North Korea conversation because we talked yeah. we we dealt with China with North Korea but like they talked about it a little bit and then there was obviously the Russia thing it was more of an economic um, summit it really wasn't about I know but it really I really wasn't it was, about North I think Korea. it was a good opportunity yeah to be like all right, to we're me, all Nikki here. Job. To me, that that's more Nikki Haley as the ambassador to the UN. To, to yeah, go but when in you're there. there with all yeah. of the lead, like when you're there with all of the heads of state, Rega- yeah, regardless like, of wasted opportunity, right? If, if he didn't go in, we don't know exactly what he did. I don't know. So we'll say everything. that you know, like, and does that mean that the whole the whole trip is shot? No, not by any means. <laughs> I, I don't think it is. I think that some good things came out of it. Yeah. Um, but I do think that that when when I hear liberals say that, when I read that Chuck Schumer's response was that, I didn't disagree with it. I no, I don't either. You know, yeah. I I think That's a good point. that I think that that is the one thing that he could have done a little bit a little bit better. Um, because we need because when it comes to North Korea, as we just talked about, um, we need a lot of people. Like yeah, especially if it comes to a situation where and we not need on to the get, bench people that are just like, yeah, right. we support you, but we're not going to do anything about right. it. Like we need, come on, guys, and that that needs to be coordinated in a very major way because when it comes to the practicality of hitting their missile sites or you know taking out airstrips or doing, um, <laughs> or doing whatever, I think that. I, I think you need everybody on board. So that yep. that's a fair criticism, but I think overall it wasn't it wasn't a bad thing. Given what this video shows, sort of Donald Trump uh, symbolically beating up a news a news organization, there has been a very swift reaction to it uh, this morning. Uh, really made the rounds on the Sunday talk shows here. A lot of commentators, a lot of journalists uh, denouncing this tweet, saying that it's Donald Trump uh, speaking out against the media as he always does, but this time in a way that seems to be sort of uh, an incitement uh, of violence. That comment coming from uh, commentators. Certainly a difficult morning for the NYPD family. That officer, 48-year-old Mia Sotis Familia, a 12-year veteran of the force, pronounced dead a short time ago at St. Barnabas Hospital. Here at this scene, still a very large police presence on East 183rd Street, uh, where police say Officer Familia was sitting in a mobile command unit, a large trailer near the intersection of Morris Avenue when gunfire erupted around 12 30 this morning. New Jersey Governor Chris Christie is taking some serious heat tonight for going to the beach during his state's budget meltdown. His standoff with legislators shut down the government and closed state beaches. But take a look at this. The governor and his family had one stretch of state beach all to themselves, though it was closed to everyone else. And when he was confronted about sunning himself during the budget crisis, the governor doubled down. ABC's Gio Benitez is at the Jersey Shore. It's the ultimate summer bummer, a government shutdown closing state beaches up and down the Jersey Shore. All 40 state parks are closed. Closed, but not for Governor Chris Christie, who had Island Beach State Park all to himself this holiday weekend, basking with his family on acres of empty sand. The polls in Missouri, you have to show a photo ID to cast a ballot. The requirement, long supported by Republicans in Jefferson City, was approved by voters in November and takes effect tomorrow. Supporters say the photo ID requirement will prevent voter fraud, while opponents say it will make it harder for some people to vote. 
All right. So now, obviously, it's time for the story that I don't think anybody else cares about, but you we and I have been for waiting for <laughs> since the start of the show. The whole show. Um, we'll go. We'll go into the. CNN's pretty bad week. Oh there. my god! While we were gone, CNN was just like, you know what? We're just we're just gonna go under real quick. Um, <laughs> we were talking. It was funny because in the couple episodes leading up to the break, we were talking about how bad Fox's ratings had gotten, right? And and CNN's had gotten better because of the Russian narrative. But then it was good for the short term, right? Until people started resigning and getting fired because they were lying. Right. Um, so basically what happened there was it came out, and we had talked about it right before we went on break, that uh, they retracted three stories. Well, it turns out that yep. the, that the, a lot of those stories in question, those anonymous sources that we shot on for a while yeah. in a previous episode um, – were people like the 20-year-old intern that works for Elizabeth Warren. <laughs> and so then you would get these stories where it was like um, government insider says that the investigation is thickening and the smoke is... <laughs> you are so no, close. Right, it's just right here. It's right here. And, and Stay the, tuned. The fact of the matter is, A, that that's not the truth of the matter, and no. B, oh, yeah, that's probably not false, but ethics, journalistic ethics, have gone completely out the window. Right, at some point, those need to take over. Right, if you need to cite your sources, bud. Right, if you're, if, if what you're going to look for in a source is, so we're doing a story on um, relations between uh, Muslims and Jews, and the the narrative is that Muslims are evil and want to kill all Jews. This is probably a Fox story or something. Um, but <laughs> Fox News if the idea then, if the source that you're looking for is that you go into a radical mosque in an inner city somewhere where you know, where there's evidence that it's a radicalized mosque right. um, and, and you're talking to those people and then you go, well, Muslim leaders say, well, okay, yeah, kind of. That Muslim right. leader said, but he's not representing. Your bias is showing at that point. Right. And that's what CNN got caught up in. And that and, and people was a little more than liberals that too. liberals and conservatives alike should be mad. Like if you're going to hold you have to hold your own side accountable. Right. So if you're a liberal who has like I have and it's well documented that I <laughs> like, that I have gone it's caught him a, a few times a few times like 19 times. <laughs> <laughs> um, that uh, the the idea is that you know there's this Russian connection, and we're going to pitch it, and we're going to do this, and we're going to, and I'm going to look you in the eye, Mitch, and say that like, yeah, you can keep asking me for that, but this is this is the information that I have. So, and I'm laughing you off because this is the information that I have. When it get, when it turns out that that information was actually a manufactured narrative, do I still think personally? And should and do I understand liberals and should lo- liberals still think personally that this whole Russian thing looks shady? Yes, they should. Yeah, but it's always a possibility. You have to being step real. back now and say I can't be as mad because some of the things that made me mad turned out <laughs> not to be not true. Not quite be true. So so it's okay. I, I so what. 
basically the way that I think that the average liberal should feel, or at least the liberal that falls into my camp, is that do I stand by all of those feelings that I had and that I expressed over the first 18 episodes? Yes, I do. Do I acknowledge the fact that it looks shady and simultaneously I was lied to about things? Yes, I do. So you kind of just have to, I have to kind of take a step back and say, okay, well now let's wait for evidence. Like I, you know, that's how you always be right. Right. Just be like, you know what? Reassessment. Well, and and the fact of the matter is, when you're presented with a new truth, you have you should accept you should (laughs) accept the new truth. And and the fact of the matter is, pretty good position. CNN was BSing a lot of their stories, and they were trying to push a narrative. Right now, you had talked about when we were on the break, we were doing updates on the page. Um, If you're following us, you know that already. I wore the same hat that I've worn in every video. (laughs) (laughs) I'm wearing the flash thing on almost every video. So um, uniforms, right? But makes me wear this. But I remember you talking (laughs) about. Um, Van Jones. Yeah. When Republicans got irate. that was Project Veritas or Veritas that came out and kind of exposed CNN mm-hmm. on uh, trigressions, I guess you know when it comes to journalistic. Which and, project? What is it? Veritas or Veritas whatever? Is what I think it is. Um, to to give a little insight into these guys, and they doctor I, their I, shit I, too. I would, yes, I would remind you that this is James O'Keefe that runs yeah. this. This is the guy who got caught up in. Fudging the Planned Parenthood story got caught up yep. in just editing. In, it was like the way that they edited right. was misleading. They they did that with the Acorn story from mm-hmm. several years ago. Um, they've done it. it Halliburton. They've and... they've done it with abortion clinics. They they've done it a, a lot. So right. just because this guy comes <laughs> out and shows you something doesn't necessarily mean that that is the right. fact. But when this you have turned people, out to be when real. you have people resigning over it, yeah. I mean, it's kind of like did Bill, O'Re- did Bill O'Reilly sexually harass those women? We don't know, but he did get fired. And so there's 40 like instances. <laughs> right. So, yeah, um, so they got kind of caught doing that. And then what was the, um, there was another one with CNN where they got kind of caught up lying, I guess fabricating and they had to walk it back. Um, I, they, there are several instances. Yeah, of that. there was especially, more than just the three that I covered there. Especially there was a few within more. the the Russian story that they were just really trying, yeah, really really trying to push that narrative. And and the reason that they were trying to push it was for ratings. Like they're yeah. on tape saying that we we're pushing it for ratings. And as we had talked about in previous episodes, it was working until this came out <laughs> right. uh, because Fox's ratings were tanking uh, largely yeah. in part because. Women, especially at Fox, have been leaving because of the yeah, David Ayers the, and all them. Right, because of the environment right. there. So they've been losing a lot of their top talent. There's a lot of scrutiny on CNN, and then the GIF comes out that Trump oh my tweeted. God, I almost forgot that that was part Funny of this as fuck. story. Like, I don't <laughs> made that the background on the Facebook page for a couple of days. Yeah, um, that GIF I, is funny. Just hands down, that's a funny I, GIF. As I noted earlier in the episode. As a wrestling fan, I'm going <laughs> to support any bit because like 50% here, of our gifts are wrestling. Right, because here's here's the thing. Like, everybody 
who saw that, like out of everybody that saw that, a percentage of people had already seen that footage and already knew what that video was. But anybody who's not a child or a redneck didn't know (laughs) (laughs) that that was Vince McMahon behind that. And as I guess I I fall into the child category here, um, (laughs) I did. I had seen, I had seen that video and I still like, look, I'm sorry. I'm a subscriber to the WWE network. So like these are things that when I'm, taking it easy like i'm sitting down with my son making him watch shit that's way too inappropriate for him to watch <laughs> so there's knock me on my parenting skills here um but like i'm trying to teach him how to take share shots for when he's older that <laughs> these skills are useful um, that's so i thought that was hilarious off the bat what i thought was more hilarious was the unbelievable response from cnn especially Disgusting. msnbc MSNBC did it too, but yeah. not to the point that CNN just was like, they're trying to get us killed. Like, <laughs> they are trying, he is trying to incite violence. Oh, it's so and dumb. it's like, dude, call it like you see it. There are instances where Donald Trump has incited violence. When he says that I will pay your legal fees yeah. when, if you beat somebody it's up. It's not or, denouncing violence. No, it's not. <laughs> when he says, and, and when people, um, you know, I know he didn't say this. Ted Nugent was the one who said it at a Trump yeah. rally that Barack Obama or uh, Hillary Clinton, Hillary Clinton should eat kiss the, or eat the end of whatever. his shotgun. Shotgun um, is in their mouth. They're clearly dying. Right. So, like, that stuff incites violence. That's real. Like, that. that's a real story that you can now yeah. talk about. Okay, guys, what are we doing here? Uh, right. Is this where we want to where we want to take this? But – this is ridiculous. No. First of all, this was a funny meme that somebody posted. So the first well, just somebody, it was POTUS. <laughs> right. right. So. The the well, right. That's kind of their but it, angle. it was some well, it was it was something that it was beneath somebody created that he shared. Yeah. Um Oh, they found him. They, oh, <laughs> they went after this that's guy. Where, so so that's so step so part one, reaction one is that like Oh my God! This is the end of the world. They're trying to get us killed. Jim Acosta can't yeah. walk safely in the street. Um, and then, and then, twenty-four hours goes by, and they find the guy um, who has the worst Reddit t- handle in the world. Yeah, fucking dumb. Um, what Han was it? Asshole solo. Yeah, good one, guy. Um, that's Could either be like three minutes. Like to a think dumb fifteen-year-old kid or a dumb fifty-year-old guy. Both it's of like them sit- guy. sitting in their mom's basement. Yeah. Um, that probably made something that he thought would get a couple hundred likes and it would be funny. They went, <laughs> yeah, dude, they went deep on this guy. They got their investigators on it. And apparently, like, this guy was on Reddit, he was on 4chan, mm-hmm. and thinking that he's posting anonymously. And so they, like, pinpointed things that he had said, like bragging about going and getting his master's degree at a certain college and figured out who this guy was. Mm-hmm. And then got, basically doxed him, got all his information this point this guy's explain, freaking out explain, calling explain that term for the listener dox okay doxing's whenever you basically get all of someone's personal information it can include bank account numbers things to steal their identity their address where they work phone number and then you release it on some sort of social media site or something where people so are basically what, a, or, what anonymous does essentially kind of, yeah yeah it's a lot of rogue anonymous people but they're okay. they're rogue themselves 
it's not good. It's no, big, it's, <laughs> it's unbelievable. First of all, CNN, if if you, this is not what you should be investigating. No. Like, I think everybody, and this is another instance. Now the investigative journalists decide to do their job. <laughs> right. This is another instance where you hurt your credibility, and both liberals and conservatives should be pissed that this is the way. Look, there is something to be said about journalistic ethics, and, like, everybody should have them. I I understand that we're all human. We right. all have biases. You make a mistake and you correct and, it. And, like, that's that's kind of how we act. That is our instinct. That's our nature. I'm fine with biases. I'm not fine with you inventing a story based on your bias. And it makes people who otherwise try to stay very informed misspeak. I'm a good example of that. Like, there were a lot of those stories that in the last episode, I think we had like a brief little tit for tat where one of the points that I threw at you, you're like, well, that was the retracted story. Well, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, like I typically stay informed. If the information I'm being given mm-hmm. is wrong information, then. You know, like we've talked about we, that on we Twitter be, and yeah, and, and those places where they'll put out the wrong information, and that goes out to seventy-five thousand people. And so two hours later, they retract it, and only like three hundred people see it. Right. It's like, so, and it makes it hard for people who take my stance on the term "fake news." It makes it hard for us to make that argument when right. we've been misled for you know months and months yeah. and months well, cnn was my the, news network at the beginning of the election so but i you know, do i trusted do them. i do honestly think that cnn will get back to where they were before the election because i think they're kind of forced to now i think that now well, they're, thank god they're, I mean, obviously they were in black hole territory right. before so they're not um they're obviously not covering their scandal because why would they <laughs> like they're not putting that as up. trump would say oh their light just went <laughs> off look <laughs> right so um they're not doing that but they are they're also not just they're not inventing so or at least i don't know i haven't i don't watch cnn so, so i haven't seen anything it is they've interesting done lately. though to note that literally all of their top guys went on vacation the second that this got big. Yeah. Like, Jack Tapper has been on vacation. Well, Flitzer's been gone. Dana Bash has been gone. Anderson Cooper's been gone. Like, Damn. they literally took their top people off and were like, we, we're going to pull... images hurt. Right. We're going to pull you away from this. Um, Which sucks. Do you think of people like Corey Lewandowski or someone like that were like, probably could have happened to that guy, but he ended up fine. Because no. I know... I know Anderson Cooper's probably just pushing the narrative. That's his job. Right. He's just saying what he's told to say. Mm-hmm. But they've hurt their own reputations. Oh, yeah. They definitely life. have. And There's so many times we've seen which those other is, guys. Which was one of the – I heard somebody jokingly um, say that, like, as far as the whole meme thing went with Vince McMahon, um, if you haven't seen the meme, we'll link to so it. So fucking funny. We'll link, we'll link to it in the comments. It's basically a it's – a, it's a gif of um, – Don- okay, so Donald Trump <laughs> a few years ago played a small role in the WWE. They did some match. It was like shave your head match, which obviously he didn't lose um, right. which, in case you were worried. <laughs> and um, he uh, – so there's like a gif of him attacking Vince McMahon at a WWE event ringside, whatever. Well, this guy who then was doxxed by CNN – um, superimposed the CNN logo on Vince McMahon's head. So Donald Trump is seen beating up CNN. <laughs> so then what makes the whole thing funnier is the fact that, A, that's a – for anybody that doesn't overreact to shit who actually – spent like, while you're investigating the internet, 
have you ever been on the internet? Like, there's so many other things <laughs> to investigate on the internet. And, like, they're getting mad because John, Donald Trump is depicted punching a CNN head right. logo. Um, but at the deep, same time, the, the same time, these people that are mad that the gif was shared by the president have will call Kathy Griffin's statement art. Which is insane to me. Like <laughs> they cut ties with CNN, cut ties right. with her, but there's people out there. But it's just like so. So anybody that's been on the internet has obviously seen a stupid gif like this, right? So the idea that this was yeah. to incite violence is asinine. What they said is that the they called place. him. They found the guy. They called him. They left a message for him. They didn't get a hold of him. And then the guy comes out, whoever it is, and issues an apology online Mm -hmm. on Reddit, like an official apology to CNN. He's like, I'm real sorry. I didn't mean to. All of that. And then CNN had posted out um, like a memo or something basically saying – sorry, my cat freaked me out. (laughs) (laughs) That they reserved the right – Live (laughs) problems. Right. That they reserved the right to release his information – if he goes back to his activities or is whatever. Is that even – is that legal? Like is that okay? Can I they don't do know. That? It's definitely not ethical. It's not ethical. They <laughs> defended themselves and they were like, well, we didn't say we were going to. It was like you literally just said you were going to PC police him. Well, and what was you, funny you too was that CNN like. kind of doubled down. Oh, they did. When after the, uh, after the apology was issued, they like, they're like, look what we did. Let's pat ourselves on the back real quick because we went after this Redditor. Right. Like, what? Like, so, so while CNN is freaking out for 24 hours, about how this is inciting violence. One of the jokes that I heard that I just thought summed up the entire thing was like, why? Why Donald Trump doesn't need to punch CNN? CNN's punching <laughs> themselves. <laughs> like they're <laughs> literally. <laughs> this is like two. This is multiple weeks now where CNN is just killing their own credibility, and then by pulling stunts like this, where right after people get fired and resign right. from your company because of ethical it's a bad look yeah it's a ba- it is and now Ben Shapiro and a couple of these other conservative commentators on social media they've picked it up too and they're just relentlessly it's onslaught of CNN so Ben Shapiro posted all of the ratings and showed all of the different like the old reruns that got better ratings than CNN yeah it's yeah, bad. it's bad. It's a bad look. I don't think, like, it's not going to tank them. They're I not going to tank they're them. They're not they're going anywhere. Big. They're still international. I do think that... It's hard to tank I that. I think that they'll bounce back from it. I think it'll take... That's entirely up to them. Yeah, I think <laughs> they have to t- make some decisions like, look, here. Look, I mean, is, is it bad? Yes, it's bad. But it's as bad as saying, like, the number one guy... Okay, in the same span of six months, Megyn Kelly, the top-rated news anchor, walked away from Fox News, and Bill O'Reilly got fired yeah. for Megan sexual Kelly's not doing harassment. Good, okay. She's had her own problems. Has she? That's fine. Yeah. Alex oh, Jones yeah. interview and everything. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, she's, she's um, got a bad look going on too. So. But what I'm saying is that th- those are things that you would go, wow, Fox is really going to take a hit from that. Yeah. Tucker Carlson steps in and everybody's fine. Yep. So, you know um, – <laughs> So I, I don't yeah. think this will hurt CNN. It'll hurt CNN in the short term. I don't think it will in the long term. And it'll actually probably do better things for CNN. If they it, make the right Because decisions. it'll get them, I hope, at least yeah. off this path of destruction for themselves yeah. and for the American public. Like, look, there are people that actually, like, when they heard these stories, were like, well, that fits in with all this other stuff, which makes it look more shady. Right. And then when you find out, well, that stuff was made up, well, now it hurts the entire idea, which is not a bad thing. Like, look, yeah. if it turns out that there was no collusion and all everything's good, like, 
liberals shouldn't be mad about that. <laughs> like, liberals should be happy about that. It is that. the ideal scenario. That's what you want to right. have happen. So, you know, like, it, but, but it does definitely hurt their credibility. Um, and, and I, I don't think it's something that they'll, they'll, that will drown them. But I think that in the short term, it's, it's going to take some uphill climbing to get yep. back to where they were. And hopefully, I hope they do it. Like hopefully, said, it'll be a better news. thing, and they'll yeah. go back to being kind of that middle road between MSNBC and Fox, the two obvious yeah. extremes at one time. So, <laughs> right. Um, so that, anyway, that wraps up CNN. Yeah, that's that's CNN. I guess. Um, the other thing we'll talk about has a few layers. It's like an onion. That's um, right. The Cutting onions here. Right. So there were there was the uh, police shooting last week <laughs> while we were away mm-hmm. in New York, where an officer was at female the female officer. Female was. officer was at the end of her shift. Um, she was in basically what looked like a Humvee. Um, this is a big policing vehicle mm-hmm. uh, in the Bronx, and I believe it was overnight. I, I don't know for sure. I think I it was. Doubt it. Yeah, I don't know that. Um, and what happened was some some guy like walked up to the side. She was doing paperwork at the end of her shift, and like I guess she had a partner in the car. You could yeah. actually hear that nine one one call, which is or the call police in police call, yeah, right? um, which is kind of crazy and sad, obviously. Yeah. Um, but this guy walks up to the side, the driver's side window, and shoots one shot. In, mm-hmm. into her head well i mean it's right there right um and she was rushed to the hospital she died a couple hours later she's a single mother of three mm-hmm. so um like obviously obviously that's very very sad story the the police caught and killed the perpetrator a block away yep. um when he pulled a gun on police so obviously we know we know that story. That was a big part of last week's news cycle. Mm-hmm. Um, as a result of it, there are Republicans now pushing the Senate to pass a bill that if you target the police, um, that you would automatically get the death penalty. So let's discuss that for a second. <laughs> Obviously, I don't think either of us are going to say, yeah, no, targeting people is fine. Right. It, it doesn't matter right. if they're... Who they are? If they're black be... people or if they're blue people, like right. you know what I'm saying? Like they, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. You shouldn't be targeting people. No, I personally am not a fan of the death penalty. Um, I, I know why it's there. I'm not a fan of it. A fan is a, is a hard stance for me to be taking right. and saying that I like it when I know why it's there and I think that it has its uses. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if this is one of them. Depending on the circumstances, I feel like it could be abused. To me, I I feel like it could be abused, and I feel like it will only cause more bad feelings in in two communities that need a mended relationship anyway. Right. Um, There needs to be a mended relationship between – and I'm not even going to say – like a year and a half ago, we would have said between the police and the black community. And Mm -hmm. now I would say between the police and the community because there's not a lot of people in our suburban communities – that like the police either. At least people that we are talking to. There are a lot of people yeah. that support the police. They're, they're, they're out there. Um, but yeah, probably so you listening been... to this support the police. <laughs> yeah. um, there's been so many things that have happened where they get off. And right. A lot of the public but opinion the problem, has kind of turned but on But the it. problem that I have with a lot, with the conversation about the police and the communities that don't respond well to the police is that, especially on 
on the right, conservatives like to push this narrative that this is the media's fault. And while you can blame media for a lot of things, like inventing narratives and, and pushing stuff and like that. Reporting things, because that's their job. Uh, right. Um, I don't think that that's necessarily the truth or a fair argument about this. The, now, the argument would be from, from those people that... Uh, those people hashtag those people <laughs> if i hashtag that what's great is if i hashtag that Don't like, do it. Like people people will get so mad without actually knowing what that's a reference yeah. to um but so the, but the idea there um from the people that argue that it's this media pushed narrative is that the the media gets when there are good cops and there are bad cops that like they always admit that there are police officers who do the wrong thing right um they just never get held accountable well they don't that's not their argument that's our <laughs> argument um but basically the argument would be that there are bad police and that the media finds those stories and pushes them and makes right. and and angers those communities and works those bad feelings up and my rebuttal to that would be or black people might just walk outside and see what the police <laughs> yeah. do in their communities. And there, the there's newspapers is, that I know of. There's people at my work that read them. They go the other way. They paint all, cause we live in St. Louis and it's a newspaper. That's basically just all of the worst cases mm-hmm. that push their narrative. Right. You know what I mean? Um, and everyone reads them. just like, I'm, <laughs> right. I'm good, man. So, you know, the, so I don't like the argument that that's, that that is, the actuality of it, because I think it's probably a mix. There yeah. are, I have admitted, and I will always say that I, as far as the white suburban people that I was around during Ferguson, I, we didn't get along on that topic at all. I, I'm one of those guys that says just because that thinks just because Darren Wilson came out with a story after he was already acquitted and right. his buddies, made a lot of moves for him like okay we're gonna release darren wilson's name at the same moment that we release michael brown video of him at the grocery store like whether or not those two things are actually true there's something to be said about the timing of the release we're gonna protect our guy by making this the story right Um, that's exactly what happened and that's exactly what happened it's the same thing that happens with every black guy that gets killed by the police let's make sure we find a facebook picture of him smoking weed so then we can say that he didn't care about his daughter in the car so how could he possibly care about my life i should shoot him yeah. Which, um, if anyone was wondering, that's a direct reference to Philando Castile, which is and, unbelievable that, yeah. that there was nothing. We watched that happen on Facebook right. Live. Dish that was cut and dry in my mind. <laughs> like that whole thing was. Now, they released the dash cam footage also, and I know that I kind of did a little piece on it, and because they did that also when it, as soon as he was let go, the guy was whatever you see, not brought up on charges or found innocent. Um, which blew my mind because yeah, when it came to that dash cam footage, especially they have audio, you can see everything that he's saying, and like you can see at, from where we saw in mm-hmm. the original Facebook Live video when that first comes on, the cop is screaming oh, at the lady. Her. Yeah, yeah, I you you heard me tell him not to grab it, da, 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 yeah. and then um. When they release the dash cam, you see that, and like this is my interpretation of what I saw. But the first thing that he tells his superior officer that shows up afterwards is 
this is how his hand was that made me think that he had a gun. To me, as somebody who's made mistakes before, that's me <laughs> covering up for whatever mistake I made. Yeah. I made a clear mistake, but I have to have a reason for making that mistake. Right. Um, and in the dash cam footage, you can't see the hand, and that's the only thing you can't see. You see the silhouette from behind of him, of Philando, mm-hmm. and, but you don't see, and you hear him say, you know, officer, I have a gun on me. And then he says, okay, just don't reach for it. Okay, give me your license. And then he goes, he clearly goes to turn and reach for the license, but you can't see the hand. Right. And then you hear him go, I, I said, don't reach for it. And you hear Philando Did he say, have a body camera on? Uh, I don't know. I don't think he did. Yeah. Philando then says, I'm not reaching for it. And then he started, says it two more times, but super quick. And then he, he starts shooting at yeah. that point. I just, to me, it's just, it, it's so from start to finish, it is the epitome of what a cop does wrong every yeah. step of the way. Um, and, and at its conclusion, it is, this, it is an example of what the judicial system does wrong every step of the way. Yeah. Like, the reason that there is a bad feeling between the community and the police is because the police act as a brotherhood. They are a gang. It's that thin blue line. They you do cross not it. cross that blue line. And so whether or not a police officer is in the right or is in the wrong, the police are going to be at their back. Whether Darren they get Wil- to investigate themselves. That's right. Nice. <laughs> when when Darren Wilson um get whether Darren Wilson shoots Michael Brown wrongly or rightly, the police were going to be there to be behind his back. Right. So we're not making light at all of what happened in the Bronx. That's obviously a horrible story, and no, and I don't think anybody's life should be taken innocently, whether mm-hmm. or not they're wearing a, a, a do-rag or a badge. It, right. it doesn't matter to me. But what we're trying to express is the, the flaws with creating a law then after the fact that... It's, it's so easy to be abused. It, it is. is. All you have to do is just show that, hey, you attacked us. Well, what does that mean? You know, right. You're resisting. Now that becomes he's attacking, and now right. he's up for the death penalty. Right, so where does... It, it seems like it's just right. set up Tar- to be bad. Targeting itself is too vague of a term yeah. for that to be okay. Um, and I- any implementation of a law like that would only heighten the already bad feelings between the two sides. Right. So... What I'm, all I'm saying, is that we don't think cops should be shot <laughs> for no reason. <laughs> no, we don't. We do think that both sides need to work on the relationship, right. and it starts with people on one side actually being held accountable. Right. And and, and we have not seen that when it comes to all these these areas. No, we haven't. Um, we haven't seen that, and we have seen, and, we, and we've and we discussed at length, and we've never done it on the show, and we should do it sometime. It, it would take much longer <laughs> to go through because, like, you can see that who's targeted and who's not. And yeah. while we'll all admit yeah, that, that, that police point, are targeted by people not nearly at the same no uh, at the same and we'll go ratio. through all the numbers here because yeah mm. I, i've been down that road many times yeah so it's not it's not made up we're not making up the 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 statistics no. there um you know and and so it might be ni- it might be nice to pretend that it is to make 
whoever you support feel better yeah um or make yourself feel better for supporting that side right but, i mean there are numbers that you can look at so there's definitely issues that need to be worked out so obviously you know yeah so that's so, so that's this one that. this is one law i'm not going to be able to support no like, there's a, just no way no not at all um, it's too easy to be to abuse and at that point is. and we see why are we even doing it we see abuses all the time so yeah. until if you we can don't, prove that someone went after a cop then prosecute the shit out of them and you know, get the outcome that you you think, but I just think that keeping putting that is a monolith right. ruling. I just think is so no, easy to too, to too dangerous manipulate. Yeah. So yeah. Um, so obviously the other fun story of the week, Chris Christie. <laughs> <laughs> um, what the hell, man? Like, oh, this is great. <laughs> so I'll let you, I'll let you do a little <laughs> bit of that. Let's let's talk Chris Christie and his Fourth of July extravaganza. Yeah. So basically, in New Jersey, they're trying to pass their state budget, mm-hmm. and there's an impasse. So much like we saw whenever Ted Cruz decided that we don't need a government, the people of New Jersey were like, "Yeah, we're fine. <laughs> so we're just not going to pass it. We're going to have to shut down the government." So Chris Christie comes out and he says, "You know, I'm, I know it's Fourth of July weekend and all of that, but until we can get a budget, we're not funded. I can't. I'm closing all the beaches and all that." So then he goes to the beach after closing the beach. <laughs> oh, and again, I'm on board with him at this point because the governor's manor is a beachfront. So right. he was on his personal beach, right? Which is gifted to the governor. But is it paid for with public it, funds? It is. Well, that's where he gets his, his stuff. Okay. Again, that's where he lives. But if it's a government shutdown, is he still getting paid? I don't know. I because don't know if he's one. not getting paid, then he shouldn't be using taxpayer <laughs> money. Out. Get out your house. Huh? <laughs> um, Hope you got a hotel. So, like, there are definite flaws there, too, yeah. with the theory. Like, that wasn't the, the big issue. The big issue was he showed up the next day and lied. And then was like, so did you get some sun? He's like, nope, didn't get any sun. Like, really? They were on the beach? He's like, nope, wasn't on the beach. <laughs> <laughs> the this, problem with that is that video is, was released right. of him on his personal This beach. is literally the guy who you would think at this point has to be done now because, like— After he went mad dog all over Marco Rubio. After Bridgegate and yeah. I'm, I'm in Trump's government, I'm not in Trump's government, I don't support him, I do support him. <laughs> it, like, this is the guy whose career started as the no-nonsense-I-tell-it-like-it-is guy. And he's <laughs> like, no, I didn't get any sun. <laughs> I <laughs> just like no um what was great too was the response to it like i don't know I, like there are some talented ass people in this country that build crazy sandcastles and made right. <laughs> made that like within 24 hours went out and made that chris christie sandcastle which i'll put a link to that picture in the comments um if you haven't seen it it's awesome like it looks very like a combination of Jabba the Hutt and Chris Christie, which is almost <laughs> what Chris Christie looks like anyway. Um, I told you we would fat shame him. I know, liberals, man. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> you know, but I – that just that, He just shouldn't have lied about what, it, dude. What's great, like, too, so is when they, when they confronted him about the lie, his response was, well, you should run for mayor. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah he's what? like, no, this is my personal thing. But his uh, lawyer, or I guess his publicist, whatever, the guy who speaks for him, had the best response – he was like, he said he didn't get any sun. He was like, well, technically he was wearing a hat. <laughs> I know. You know. I thought Philip DeFranco yes. had the funniest response. He was like, you are way overestimating <laughs> the power of that hat. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's, oh, it's, that's a little hat and there's a lot awesome. of Chris Christie. Like we are now in the Trump era of logic where it's <laughs> like, well, what he said isn't what he meant. Right. So... He, he, meant, he, meant bleeding, I mean... he meant bleeding from her ears or her nose or whatever, <laughs> or whatever. you know. Um, so, I don't know. That's just unbelievable. That was a fun story. Yeah. Um, 
Again, not a good look. Everyone's not, not no. wearing a good look here lately. No, but. it's not. It's not a good look. I would think Chris Christie's probably almost at the end of his run. I would think, like but his who knows? his this relevancy, and yeah, I don't know. He's not popular though. At he all. was at one point. He was real popular. He was very popular. He was even popular with some like middle ground liberals like oh, myself. I, yeah. In, what was it, 2012, I, I, liked, uh, I liked Chris Christie. And then over the last few years of the Obama administration. And he yelled then, at Marco Rubio, and Rocco Rubio was who I was voting for. So I was right. like, duh, you just fucked him. You fucked his whole And chances. then dropped out the next day. I know, Christie I was did. Like, you kamikaze, like, you're man. A, you're a That's douche. That's the one terrible. reason that I didn't vote for Marco Rubio in the primary. I was That was my intention. And at the time, he was still in the race. But on the day that Missouri voted in the primary, we, I went to vote, and I was like, I just feel like it's the end of the road for Rubio. <laughs> so I voted for John Casey because I wasn't going to vote for Donald Trump. Oh, boy. And, oh, it was like, and I wasn't going to vote for Ted Cruz either. Um, I only voted for the snowball and fights. And literally, I got home, and an hour <laughs> after, I, after I cast my vote in the primary, Rubio dropped out. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, uh, man, this was all Christie's fault. It was. sand having fat bastard <laughs> um, you beach liar right beaches and bridges so anyway that that's chris christie in a nutshell it was hilarious it was uh, pretty funny yeah it was that was good so i guess we'll finish up the week with a local story um yeah we're pushing two hours yeah we are i told i told you it, it was gonna be a long one um yeah. but we'll we'll go ahead and we'll give kind of our our opinions on a local story um missouri Last week, or sometime over the break, maybe a couple of weeks ago, passed into law a uh, voter ID um, registration or law right. or whatever. So you're going to have to um, be required to have an identif- or some sort of identification. Right. Now, in our... Now state there's, issued, I think. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of back and forth on that topic that's um, everywhere. It doesn't matter what state you're talking about. There's just right. a lot of back and forth on that topic. My personal opinion on that is the same as it has always been. Um, first, voter ID fraud is not a real big issue. No, it's not. In this country. I, I don't they, care whose side you are. It's just it's not. It's not. I mean, they have done, and I will I will find the statistics, and I'll, I'll, try, to, I'll try to find them. It's been a while since I've looked at them. Um, who was a uh, couple months. Who was the but, Green Party lady? Who did uh, that with the election? Recounted it, and it was only like spent three million dollars and just gained Jill Stein. Jill Stein, yeah, gained um, three votes for Trump, paid three million for right. it. Right, but they somebody there have been studies done that have looked at cases of claimed voter ID fraud, and in I think it was like in all of the elections since Jimmy Carter, in local, state, and federal, there have been like two hundred and thirty substantiated <laughs> claims and. The, and when looking into those, only like seven have been proven to be true. It's something It's something ridiculous. Yeah. Like the fact that we even talk about it as an issue, when you look at the real number, you're like, why the hell yeah. did we even waste our time on this? This isn't a thing. And both sides do it. Republicans do it more. And What? Talk about the whole voter ID. Yeah. yeah. And how they want it. And then you know, Democrats typically say they don't want it. Well, and, and Democrats' argument for why it's a bad thing is that – and what they will say that Republicans are trying to do is suppress voter turnout. Right. Because if you're forcing somebody to have something that they don't have, they're less likely to – or if you force somebody to have something that they can't obtain, right. then, then you can't – well, usually you can <laughs> tell who they are based on their right. – the, the skin color of the uh, township in question. <laughs> but um, 
basically the idea is that you're trying to suppress voter turnout. Right. Um, and some people can't afford IDs. Right. And and I've said since we've had this conversation over the length of time that we've known each other that I don't think it's a fair option. If you're talking about well, you, I use Ferguson a lot as an example because when people think of St. Louis, they know that Ferguson is the impoverished right. area. So I'm going to not a slam on anybody in Ferguson. That That's is just the perception. That is what That's the, the country is. perceives yeah. St. Louis and that part of St. Louis is. So it, it's not fair to tell somebody that they have to pay 15 or $30 for an ID when they have $20 left to eat. That's not a right. fair choice. Um, so, so I, so my resolution for that, because your because your argument and Republicans' arguments would be: look, you have to have an ID to drive. You have to have an ID to get into a, a building, a school building, or a work building, right. or um, you know, you you should have There's to things have things you have to prove that you are. So who you are. my thought is, and my solution to this is: if the state funds it then I'm fine with it. If the state has to provide this and, and here's where I take this because like, there are a lot of gray areas in that. There are a lot of plot, plot, plot. And and some of them are like, well, how do, uh, if somebody doesn't have a car, how do they get to the place where they need? Like my thought here is that the government has to figure that out. They have to make that work. My argument as well. It looks like that's what we're getting. Right. In Missouri In Missouri. At least the the way that it looks like our law was written it does look like the government is going to fund this program Um, and and they're advertising for it online as click here and we'll help you get these things. Right. I know an argument can be made. Well what if you don't have internet access? Obviously they're going to say the public library but I've seen people say that if you're not online, you can't see access to it. Right. Yeah. You know? I mean. Which I get. So, again, then the government would have to, in my mind, like, they have to. a letter? PSAs. <laughs> post office PSAs works. on, like, just basic cable. Yeah. Um, you know, or radio PSAs. Yeah, like, got to advertise the, the law. Because, uh, because somebody, because everybody. For how long, though? I'd everybody's like, taking in some form of media. Yeah. Some form, say for a month, so because that's a cost too, cost you know, right? But that's the cost of passing a law. <laughs> like my, I don't care how much it costs yeah. the state, and I'm willing. I don't want to perpetually do it. I'm willing to fund foot the bill as the taxpayer mm-hmm. if this is the new requirement. But the advertise for one election because then at that point, if you, but you know, we, you, you and know. I have had conversations with other people online, and the argument there was. Yeah, well, what if they can't afford the paperwork that they need to get an ID? Because right. you do have to have other – you have to have a birth certificate. You have to have a social security right. card. Right, that's $25 or something. Right. So, my, again, if the government funds the entire thing and gets you your ID, I'm okay with it. If they mm-hmm. don't, then I'm not because I, <laughs> because I do understand why it is disenfran- – how it is suppressing voter turnout. And I also understand that it's not an issue that we should really be talking about. So if we're going to invent this issue of voter fraud that doesn't actually exist, then we're going to invent the way to pay for what we're (laughs) requiring people to do. We're just going to have to do it. So if you want an idea, I'm okay with that. Just expect higher taxes and expect. I don't even think we need higher taxes. I don't really. Surely there's something that can cut. It can't be cost that much money. No, because you have to sign up. I I can afford it. So right. Most people just, don't need it. Right. I, so, I would think it'd be a low cost 
I would know. think so too. But, and, uh, that's guess that's why they're funding it. Like, and as long as it is, and like my th- again, I can repeat it a hundred different times in the same segment. Mm-hmm. Like, as long as somebody, as long as the government's footing the bill for their requirement, then fine. But I think that if they, I do think that if they don't, then it, then it definitely is a is not a good law to pass and i think that when you talk when you look at this topic you have to look at because this is a state issue you have to look at each individual bill so just because tdap is based out of st louis (laughs) and our law doesn't look bad to the two of us right doesn't mean mean that when freaking oklahoma passes their racist bill next month that uh (laughs) oklahoma right that that you know that it's not something to look at and argue against. It, this is a state-by-state state issue. In Missouri, it appears, at least to the two of us, which there's always the chance that we've got it wrong and that we're looking at the wrong thing. But yes. at least to us, it, it doesn't look like it's bad here. It is a bigger topic to be talked about overall, though. So right. I think with that, that it pretty much wraps up episode 19. Um, yep. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Like we said at the beginning of the show, we're not we're, we're putting a, a pause on YouTube for the time being until we kind of until it makes more until, sense until they figure it out and we figure it out and all yeah. this stuff. Um, you know, we'll our episodes, new episodes will be up on Tuesday, like they always are. We'll continue to post the uh, articles throughout the week. So yep. definitely, definitely interact with us. Throw throw those comments at at us. We love those. Yep. We'll, we'll shout you out in the episode. Don't episodes. forget about our music project, Good Morning, Good Morning. So right. like and subscribe to that as well because yeah. we're going to be doing some Absolutely. cool stuff. Absolutely. That's on Facebook, and you can find that music on SoundCloud right yeah. now. Um, we'll be advertising on TDAP and through Good Morning, Good Morning. Yes, we will. And, in fact, um, here in just a second, I'll play you out with just a little bit of the of the song that we're going to release. The hot track. Um, yeah, this <laughs> this week as well. So, anyway, with that, I think that brings uh brings us to a close, and we'll leave you now, as we always do, with the alternative fact of the week. Thanks. All right, guys. Well, here we are again in the post edit correction part of the show. Um, I bet you weren't expecting to hear my voice before the alternative fact of the week, and I wasn't planning on you hearing it either. Um, but here's the deal. So. Yesterday we recorded the show, um, and as I as we were listening and finishing and mastering the Good Morning, Good Morning track that we literally just referenced about 12 seconds ago in this show, um, we, we noticed a sound that sounded a little bit off. And um, so, I mean, the long story short of it is that we have to, we're not ready to release it. We're not going to release a half-assed song, or I'm not going to give you a preview of a song that we're not totally satisfied with. What you, what I will tell you to do, though, if you are interested in that song, um, is you can go over to the Good Morning, Good Morning Facebook page. Mitch, about 10 minutes ago, did a little live update, and um, there is a sneak peek to the song on that video update, so you can check it out, kind of see how it's progressed and whatnot. Um, but like like I said, we, we just... We've been working on this song. We wrote this song six years ago, um, and you know, as of late, we've been recording the old and the new songs. Um, we're busy guys, and we're also a little bit anal about stuff like that. We about our creative side, and I, we neither one of us wants to show you something that we don't feel is uh, is is totally there yet. So instead of, instead of doing that at this point. 
I'm going to lead you out with your normal music at the end of the show. Um, tell you to go over to that Facebook page that I just mentioned. And now I'm going to leave you with what is probably my favorite alternative fact of the week to date. So here it is. Thanks again. Governor has a residence at Island Beach. Others don't. Suecos, run for governor, then you can have the residence.